Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hey, this is Stephen Byer from Iron Films, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your rat soup eating motherfuckers <laughs> podcasters, John. The other half, Matt. And we are late, but here. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, this will be the last time we'll be late for a bit. It's been a rough few weeks, though. Yeah. It's well, it's been a it's been a ride the last little bit. Yeah. Which we appreciate everybody's patience and support. You yeah. guys are awesome, uh, and we promise to try to keep these more consistent. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've been doing better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially since it's not been like six months before an episode comes out like it used to be. <laughs> That's for sure. But we really yeah. had to rewatch everything again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here, oh. We're here. We're sitting right here in these uncomfortable chairs. I'm sitting on a bed. You're sitting on a bed. I'm in my underwear. Yep. We're determined to get this episode out, even if we had to wake up early to do it. I'm... I woke up sweaty, so... <laughs> Welcome to Tennessee. God, I hate this fucking place. <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> my soul. It's hot in the summer. It's hot in the fall. It's cold as shit in the winter. <laughs> and spring is just literally with allergies that are going to destroy <laughs> your soul. You think you mess with spring, you're going to get mooshed. You get mooshed. <laughs> I've gotten mooshed too many times by spring. <laughs> <laughs> Spring has made me its bitch. Yeah, we're here now to speak on Rudy Raymore. It's goddamn Tom. The icon of black exploitation films. Yes. One of the greatest to ever do it. Oh, absolutely. But uh, before we do that, we got quite a few listener questions we probably should get into. Yes. So let's get right on in. Let's get into it. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. But if you would like to join these lovely people, you can do so by going to sickoncinema at, at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll post a lovely little image made by Matt that says we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comment section below. Fuck you, Willie Green. <laughs> <laughs> You rat soup eating motherfucker. So first of all, we have gut pile one three eight. Brandon. One thirty eight. One thirty eight. One thirty eight. The host of the Morbid Horror Podcast, a hosted by Severed Cinema, which you should go 
uh, check that podcast out. It's excellent. Yes, absolutely. Especially since he uh, interviewed the guy from Sagushikaborg. <laughs> he did. And, of course, uh, he interviewed uh, Chris Severed himself. He did. In a uh, very, very, very entertaining and uh, well-done interview. Yes, for sure. It's more of a conversation, I'd say. For sure, for sure. But So his first question here. I'm going to need you to re-ask us this and give us a little bit of context. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a bit confused. I ain't going to lie. Okay. Minion or Da Bob Foe today? <laughs> hey, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need uh, I'm gonna need a little bit more uh, context on that one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Unless it's like the two bands I've never heard of. Which is possible. It's very possible. You yeah. know, we're not completely well-diverse in everything. Uh, but also, uh, Brandon asks, favorite David Hess role in a film? Ooh, Swamp Thing. <laughs> Wait, is he in Swamp Thing? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was. Yeah, it's a Wes Craven joint. I didn't know he was in that, though. Yeah. Um, but, it, oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> it. It's hard to beat, like, Last House, yeah. but... I think he did beat Last House with House on the Edge of the Park. Yeah. Uh, I think those three films, uh, Last House on the Left, House on the Edge of the Park, and Hitchhike, yeah. are all three like super solid movies with him mm-hmm. giving just outstanding performances in all three. Oh, yeah. But just the tour de force he put on in House on the Edge of the Park, I feel like that's got to be like his best role. Oh, absolutely. Like He really shines in that movie. We recently rewatched that, actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man... It's so good. It's it's insanely good, yeah. Yeah, you know, David Hess, it's kind of a shame that David Hess didn't get more roles, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, he's in a lot of movies, but, like, he didn't get to, like, star in as many as he should have. Yeah, I feel like he kind of got lumped in with just the, uh, oh, I'm I'm the rapey guy. Yeah, also, it's like, oh, I'm a genre actor, put me in your movie for five seconds. Yeah. You know. Which I was kind of the Tom. For now, sure. Where now I feel like you see a lot of actors who, you know, were considered genre actors, actors having resurgence. Yeah, for sure. It's like, uh, help, help me with um, her name. She's in uh, the original Castle Freak. Barbara Crampton. Barbara Crampton, yeah. She's yeah. kind of had a resurgence. Yeah, for sure. She's, like, she's producing a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I've not watched any of them, but... Yeah, I'm a piece, piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. What do you want from me? I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't watch the fuck I'm supposed to. <laughs> I have a whole... I have stacks upon stacks of movies I haven't seen yet. I got stacks upon stacks upon <laughs> stacks of bullshit <laughs> that I haven't watched. <laughs> so I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Too busy drinking malt liquor. Malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like get that little, video out of my fucking head. That video's fucking great. It is. <laughs> but thank uh, you, Brandon, for the questions. Uh, and again, go check out Morbid Horror Podcast. Excellent shit. Yes. Um, I will say, if you wonder where the Molagar clip is uh, is from, uh, you can go to Banana Box Releasing and pick up uh, the video mixtape. Yeah, Born to Lose Volume 1. Yes. Uh, it's a hour-long shit post mm. made by uh, your, your shirtly here. Yeah. Well, you. Mostly. Well, I mean, I guess I'm, I mostly did a lot of the stuff for it, but... I was the consultant. The co- <laughs> you keep saying consultant. Yeah. I put you as co-editor. I know you did, but I didn't really ever edit. And there's a reason I did that, because I feel like be- being a mixtape consultant sounds lame as shit. <laughs> well, I am lame as shit, Matt, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing that to you. <laughs> anyway. Next up is Da Boy. 
the boy. Spooky celluloid. It's your boy. What the? That's my alarm. Fuck? I apologize. <laughs> I, I forgot I said that. Too. Hang on. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold <laughs> up. My alarm doesn't go off too. <laughs> It went off the other day. Uh, I went to the punk rock flea market. And I was walking through. It was like eleven o'clock, and it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shut up, <laughs> piece of shit. On air jump scare. That was awesome. <laughs> I hope y'all like that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and turn this off. Turn yeah. that shit off. There you go. All right. We're awesome. professional. Yeah, we're, 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 we're somewhat professional. We know what we're doing here. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do it because I had it set for like 11 o'clock, even though for the longest time I've not gotten up that early. Yeah, you just your alarm would go off for like three, four hours straight, and I'm yeah. just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken years. Yeah. I feel like I finally have gotten my sleep on track. Uh, you'll screw it up somehow. That's for true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Spooky Celluloid. The boy, go check out his YouTube channel. It's excellent. Yes. Do you think we'll ever see another extreme film like Human Centipede hit the mainstream the way it did when it was released? Also, do you think the extreme community will one day expand into mainstream sphere, or is there too much stigma associated with us? Ooh. And then Francis, Francis, said Juan. Juan, J U A N Juan. Who's this fucking Francis guy? Yeah, this Francis guy needs to just fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we kind of saw it a little bit with the sadness. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. Um, I have not seen the sadness because I can't speak on the extremity of it. Yeah, but I know peop- a lot of people were talking about it being fucked up mm-hmm. and, you know, of course there's those people who were like, oh, this should not be available. Trigger warnings! Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Respect to people, of course. If you can't handle things, then... Don't watch know, it. We don't watch it, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just try to be courteous a little bit. I understand people. that, but... <laughs> I mean, this is... It's horror, man. Yeah. What do you expect? Horror's supposed to be terrifying. You can read the plot synopsis and see that it's like, you know, violent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And mean. Um, I feel like... It happened a little bit with the TikTok generation as well, with like Vegas missing. But yeah, not on the same level as like Human Centipede though, because that movie got like mean to hell and back too. Yeah, I, I think the difference is like why it's going to be tough is because more than just the extreme nature of Human Centipede. Yeah, it was just the general idea of the movie and the concept of it. Like yeah. This idea of sewing people ass to mouth yeah. really captured like people's imaginations. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's gonna be really hard to ever like you're going to come up with something pretty wild because like if you watch the original Human Centipede, it's like it's not even that extreme, really. It, it's it's definitely dark and fucked up, but it's not like I think the second one is way worse. Oh yeah, I mean like the first movie is just a straight up horror movie. You yeah, know I mean? really, it's just a mad scientist movie. It's the concept more than anything that, like, really garners people's imaginations. Yeah. You know, so, like, you need something like that. Like, it'd have to be a movie that features some kind of crazy shit like that for it to ever, like, spill back in. So, like, the people are like, have you heard of this movie where this what blah, blah, blah happens? Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess they also had with Serbian, but... It did. But that was just because it was so heavily bootlegged. Yeah. You know, people were like, oh, have you seen this movie? It's so fucked up. Yeah. But, like, even to this day, you'll be listening to, like, a non-horror podcast, and they'll make human centipede references. Yeah. You know? It's just like... 
So didn't it have like a, like, like a Family Guy sketch or something like that? Yeah, I was listening to Coldaholic, which is a wrestling podcast, and they were talking about Human Centipede. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I know, uh, was it Jack the Jobber on that show? Lost the challenge, and he had to watch Serbian film. Did he? Yeah, it was like a long time ago, but yeah. That's kind of lame, but... <laughs> yeah, you know. Someone who probably never watched anything like that is probably like, what the fuck? They're going to be sitting there like, this is boring. <laughs> Until it finally kicks off. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great movie. I it think. is a good movie. But, I like it a lot. Uh, what about expanding into the mainstream sphere, or is there too much stigma associated with us? Uh, I mean, I think it's possible, mm-hmm. but I don't see it happening anytime soon. There's definitely people who have like, like tickled, Trans- yeah, <laughs> transcended. Yeah, too. you know, John the Doe's working on it. I mean, he's he's blowing up. Yeah. Uh, Spooky Ross. Oh, Spooky Ross, I think, is probably the best example of the ma- it blowing up in the mainstream. Yeah, and, and I like his reviews, too, because, like, he's very respectful of the films. Yeah. Like, he's never, like, out to just shit on them. Yeah. Like, he's just telling you what it's all about, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and he'll, he's, he's liked quite a few of them. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I think he's done a really good job at uh, covering a lot of this stuff, and he's also really funny. The problem is, is you gotta have a platform that's willing to support our genre. Yeah, and YouTube is not that. Hell no. <laughs> and any other platform, it's hard to get out there and like spread your name. What's well, like, I know Jonathan Doe talked about recently. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it like in like a comment section because someone was like, "You think this like this intro is a bit too much?" Being like, "Oh, you know, yeah, you, you know the whole intro he does." Yeah. And he was like, well, I, you would think so, but people have been flagging videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like, if you're, if you're not okay with the subject matter, then don't, don't watch it. That's the biggest problem is like in this day and age, it's going to be really hard to get yeah, out there. Plus I feel like eventually, like with some of the stuff that's, you know, deeper into the underground of extreme cinema, it's been really hard for that stuff to be talked about yeah like your more pornographic stuff or Mm -hmm. um of course like i know some people were like oh you know mixtapes or something like that but i I don't think mixtapes i think mixtapes can be really fun yeah um everything is terrible is the only example i can think of top of my head Mm -hmm. of the mixtape style making it into the mainstream yeah for sure but it's not extreme by any means. No. And there, there's too many, like, <clears throat> right now, too, there's too many, like, people who kind of put our community back a little bit, too. Yeah. Who will discuss these things without much knowledge of it. Yeah, and I do feel like... Creating false narratives and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to somebody about this recently. Um, I do also feel like there is still a lot of people who try to... Oh my god. Dog, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um there's a lot of people who have this guard put up of like this like edge edgy guard put up and mm-hmm. like, oh you you're not gonna be able to handle what we what we talk about. And I feel like if we drop that guard a little bit, it might happen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's hard for a lot of people to drop that guard because they're just gonna like there's definitely people who are like, Oh, you watching this is criminal. Yeah. There's not enough people in a, a place of like influence who talk about these movies as movies yeah and not just as oh this is messed up yeah, yeah. exactly 
And so where I, I would say you know, Jonathan Doe and Spooky Rice both do a fucking great job. And Spooky, so Spooky. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 of <laughs> course. Um, of course, Spooky's videos are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like They're out there. It's just it's going to be hard for everybody to push forward and get into the more, you know, top tier. Yeah. However, people can do videos talking about people dying. Yeah, very popular. So you know, anything's popular. Um, something I want to say real fast is, um, again, not, not just saying this because you know he's he's a friend of the show or anything like that, but Spooky's videos are so fucking well produced. Oh yeah, they only gotten better too. Yeah, like I was wa- I was watching you know some of his stuff recently, and I was like, holy shit, the editing is so fucking clean yeah. on this. It's like, why are you listening to this? Go watch Spooky. He's much better at this than we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but thank you, Spooky, as always, even though you like margarine. <laughs> you margarine bastard. I'll never let you live that down. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like and shit balloon. on fluids. Huh? Any shit on fluids. <laughs> I'm sorry, that clip is fucking hilarious. It is funny, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have the real raw one. Raw one. one. Why you gotta, gotta do this? <laughs> uh, I've seen uh, clips of raw one uh, doing live stuff. Hell yeah. With uh, the music project. That's awesome. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Do you struggle with storage for so many films? Yes. <laughs> Do you have room specifically for f- physical media? I no. wish. Yeah. yeah, I wish. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, to all the you know wrestling fans out there, I'm sure my room currently looks like Dave Meltzer's office. Dave Meltzer's office, yeah. Just full of bullshit. Like, not even just movies, but like, I have a pretty big book collection as well. Yeah. That is... Uh, it swallowed the shelf to the point where I'm afraid to take anything off of it because I'm afraid it's going to collapse. Um, but yeah, I've got movies fucking everywhere. It's I like, wish I had a room for it. You know, some people would call this hobby hoarding. Yes, uh, absolutely. But I don't see it that way, though, because it's like, I'm not just collecting just junk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I have a specific thing that I'm focused on. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, it, it is like... You are just collecting plastic. For sure, but it's like, it's different than like someone who just goes to like a flea market and just buys whatever and then takes it home. Oh, well, yeah. Lays on top of a pile of another thing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, which I've definitely done shit like that before too. But like, the problem with like physical, when you collect a physical media, is just like eventually it's going to come to a point where it's like, uh, um, what do I do with all this? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, of course you can build more shelving and things like that, but like, you know, space is limited. Yeah. Um, which I, I need to work more on that myself. Try to do less buying of stuff and more yeah. shelving. I'm definitely like I think I'm I think I'm more selective of what I buy nowadays. Yeah, like gone are the days when I go to Walmart and just pick up a bunch of five dollar DVDs. Yeah, I don't do that. Like now, it's very you know focused in on things that I want want. Yeah, you know, not just buying to be buying. <laughs> um. Occasionally I'll do that. It's like I did buy like Face Off and Seven on Blu-ray from like one of the big lots. Yeah, but again, cheap. Yeah, so. but those are movies you wanted too, though. Yeah, it's movies I wanted to add to my collection. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, back in the day, it was just like, oh, there's whatever Space Jam or something like it's that. Space Jam DVD, DVD Space Jam, Jam DVD. DVD for five bucks in the bin. Let me grab that just because it's like it's Space Jam. Yeah, I mean, I actually ended up purging a large chunk of my collection. You did, yeah. The last time we uh, organized it, just because it was like I looked at it and like, am I ever going to watch this? Yeah. Does it have any interest in me at all? Right. And if I said no, then it got. 
put in a pile and taken to a fucking used bookstore. <laughs> it's definitely stuff I have where I'm like, I'm probably only going to watch this like once. Yeah. It's like I have uh, Uncle Goddamn, for example. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I'm ever going to sit down and watch that again. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I mean, what's the point in watching it again, really? Yeah, for sure. You watched it once. It was an experience. Well, it's no. like something like Angel's Melancholy, right? It's like, how yeah. many times am I really going to watch Angel's Melancholy? Do I really need to own it? Yeah. Not really, but, from you know, that is that is something I collect, which is extreme cinema. Yeah. So I'm not going to part with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But something like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some things I gave away, like the James Bond collection or something like that. Like, that's just not really my cup of tea. I bought it just because I wasn't, quote, unquote, like, I'm really into movies. Yeah. So I've got to have the James Bond movies. Yeah, then you purge that shit. Not that there's anything wrong with those movies. Like, if you're a fan of the James Bond films, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, for me, it was just like, I don't know. I I don't really need these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to actually. I watched Dr. No and thought it was good. And, you know, that was it. Yeah. Never had any interest to go on and watch more of them. <laughs> it's like, I think you gave me that DVD set. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to watch that over a year later. And I have not watched <laughs> Yeah. <it. laughs> Those other ones, too. You know, just things where it's like, am I going to watch this? Yeah. Even if it's a good movie, am I going to watch it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've started doing that for sure. You know, being more selective with a Bob. But, oh, yeah. You know, physical space is always a problem. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm currently planning on building shelving here, yeah, too. So too. Yeah. I got to reorganize everything. I got to get to my vacation before I can do that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Rye One. Yeah, thank you for the question, as always. They're not quite as... Uh, um, uh, was the word I'm looking for, Matt? Philosophical and existential as they used to be, but you know, <laughs> yeah. we still enjoy them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, uh, I know on the last episode you uh, messaged us about me potentially doing something for you. Is that right, one? Pretty sure. Or is that just though? No? I'm, sh- I'm not sure. Yeah. Wait, I, well, I think I confused just though and raw one earlier about the live music stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm piece shit. All right, moving on. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> we have Putrid Productions. Hey. We were just talking about you, Mr. Doe. <laughs> we were. What are you guys doing for Halloween this year? Oh. Um, I am taking the whole last of October off from work, so that is exciting. You, how much are you taking off from October? Uh, the last week and a half. Ah. Yes. Very excited about that, because uh, God knows I need that before I go postal. <laughs> <laughs> before I start choking an old lady. <laughs> It's just two for three. That means you have to buy two, you old bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mountain Dew doesn't go with Pepsi. I mean, not Pepsi Coke. (laughs) Um, I usually go on a uh, a little camping trip with, with, you know, family. The boys. The boys. We we go to like this, uh, just this campground, and it's very like the best way I could describe it's almost like Halloween Town. That's cool. It's really fun. Um, (laughs) Besides that, I mean, we're definitely watching a bunch of movies. Oh yeah, trying to anyway. We always like the Saturday before Halloween. Yeah, unless it falls on Saturday. Yeah. Always get together and do a full day. Yeah. Get a bunch of friends together, get some food, get some drinks. Mm-hmm. And just do an entire day of watching movies. Yeah. That's our big thing we do every year. Mm-hmm. We don't, I don't do a lot of like 
haunted houses or anything like that. I used to. That's never been my thing. You know, I know why I, I, I get it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's never been my thing. I don't like being around people. <laughs> yeah. I used to work at a haunted house and it was fun up until like the middle of uh, October and then a bunch of drunk assholes come through and hit yeah. you in the fucking face. Or um, you have like a six foot five fucking uh, almost 300 pound guy beat a uh, small girl nearly to death. That's then you awesome. Have, then uh, she's brought to your area because you had to protect her now. That's, that, that's a real story. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I don't work at haunted houses no more. <laughs> Shit became not fun. I know this year, uh, Knoxville Horror Film Festival, which is put on by the guys who do Central Cinema in Knoxville, yes. uh, are doing uh, movies at the drive-in. Yeah. And I think one other Sean Creep show in Friday night, I would like to try to get there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be really cool. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no, nothing too crazy. I don't think it's the most exciting time of the year for me. Oh yeah, just because it's very nostalgic. The leaves start to fall, mm. and then it's time to put those decorations up. Because we do something too, like you know, we try to get about two movies a day. Yeah, during October, but we'll also throw in these little like breaks in between where we watch like an episode of like Treehouse of Horrors or hmm. Goosebumps or Are You for the Dark or something like that. It just brings back good nostalgic feelings. Oh yeah. You know? And honestly like I think there's like concerts happening around us somewhere at that point too. Uh, they're coming up pretty quick. Yeah. Like, so we're probably going to be doing that as well. Pretty much the week of this episode we're probably going to be going to see Song Wee She's Bog which is going to be fucking yeah. sick. And the Acacia Strain. Yeah and the Acacia Strain. <laughs> which uh I've been so behind on everything. I finally listened to. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, I finally listened to Sanguine Sugar Bog's album and uh, Casey Strain's uh, latest album. Do the shit. Do the shit. <laughs> they do rule. sound like Death Clock. <laughs> they do. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. It's fucking sick. But uh, thank you, Future Productions, as always. And of course, go check out fucking Cinema's Underbelly and Murderbilly Show and Tell. It's oh, yeah. Excellent shit. Um,. I'd like, to, I'd like to know what uh, Jonathan Doe's doing for Halloween. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Especially since you live on what? He lives in what? The, on, on the West Coast? Yeah. Yeah, they got all kinds of cool shit down there. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> like a lot of haunted houses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up is Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker. Which hey, thank we you got Mi- Killer's Row on the question list today. <laughs> which thank you, Mr. Parker, uh, for coming on the last episode. Yes. And talking Hiyasi Sato with you. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was very a lot of fun. And we look forward to having you again. Yes. In the future. In the future. Mr. Park asks, who is the MVP of 1980s horror, or 1980, excuse me, horror and genre cinema? Hmm. Actor or director? Spinell had like five roles. Uh, Radici had three. Diodato had two. Fulci directed two. Lindsay did two. Jimmy Lee was in two. Who's the Ooh. MVP? There's a lot of great talent in 1980. I mean, I yeah. think he's in a fucking insane, <laughs> insane oh, yeah. year in horror. But, like, the first guy that I hear recently, especially since I've been watching your videos, Mr. Parker, yeah, <laughs> that pops in my head is Diodato. Diodato, yeah. Just he, because it's like, you know, he only did two, of course, right? Yeah. But they were Cannibal Holocaust and House on the Edge of the Park. And I think both those movies are five-star masterpieces. Yeah. You know. However, Fulci did, I think, was it Sea Living Dead in 1980? Yeah. Which is a fucking five star masterpiece as well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Carpenter drops some stuff in the, the fog. Too, yeah. yeah, Maniac. It may. Oh, yeah. you know, Maniac is also. But like, you know, to drop not one but two all time classics is yeah. impressive. So yeah, Diodato and D- Radici would have to get an honorable mention for sure. Oh yeah. 
Um, I'm sure Bruno Mattei was doing some shit in the in in <laughs> Hello Dead. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> we recently watched uh, Strike Commando. Oh my god, what a fucking movie! Dakota, Dakota. <laughs> one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen in <laughs> cinema history, and one of the greatest death scenes ever. Oh my god! Tell me about Disneyland. <laughs> There's a lot of popcorn there. <laughs> There's cotton candy everywhere. <laughs> There's popcorn. <laughs> There's rivers of milkshakes. It's like, you don't know anything about Disneyland. Hell no. <laughs> like, no mention of Mickey Mouse or anything like that. No. Or rods. Just like, there's popcorn everywhere. <laughs> you act like it's Willy Wonka's, like, <laughs> fucking factory or some shit. <laughs> I loved it, dude. It was so fun. I almost gave it five on Letterboxd. I really did. <laughs> I was close. Oh, God. It's definitely one, it's, it's one of my... Uh, well, it's, it's one of the the, uh, the funnest Bruno movies I think I've seen, honestly. Yeah, for sure. It's up there. It's one of the best. Jagoda! Jagoda! Uh, Cruel Jaws is up there, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. That yeah. one's wild. Yeah, 1980s, just in general, is like an MVP year. Oh, yeah. Like, that could be the year, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's definitely, like, contenders, too, but, like... It's like The Shining came out yeah. that year. <laughs> Fucking, uh, you know, Camp Holocaust, House on the Edge of the Park, as you said. Mm-hmm. All kinds of shit came out that year. While we're talking about Mr. Parker, we need to bring up how fucking good that 1980 like Dude. video is, like the the intro. Every time, like every time I watch it, like you know the music and all the audio clips. Oh, which while I'm here, yeah, I was I've been meaning to message you, Mr. Parker, about this, but I keep forgetting. So I'll just ask you on air. Okay. There's a clip in it. Where it's like, oh my legs, oh my legs. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what is that? Movie? That's been driving me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah. He, he meant to ask on on the show. Yeah, I meant to ask on the show, and I've been meaning to message you, but you know, you know, life is. Yeah. Life sucks, and then you die. But thank you, Mr. Parker. Yeah. Thank you. Next up is Just Doe. Yes. Which go check out Just Doe's music. Yes. I uh, am a dipshit and confused uh, two different people, so I apologize. It is what it is, man. You know, we all know you're a bitch, and it's okay. Wow. Uh, Just Doe says, what's up, my dudes? Uh, Trying to live. (laughs) (laughs) I watched August Underground for the first time, and I enjoyed the movie. At times, it was super difficult to watch because of the shaky camera. I had to lay down and take breaks between uh, because I felt sick. Fair enough. Has this problem ever happened to you? Also, are you going to pre-order the unearthed release of August Underground? Uh, you fucking know it. Yeah, even though I've already owned like the releases, the three DVD releases and the Blu-ray yeah. <laughs> trilogy, I'm still gonna get it. Oh yeah, because it's like first of all, it's like it's one of the most important film series in the genre we cover. Oh, absolutely. It's unearthed, and also I just like the movie, so <laughs> yeah, I want the definitive edition. And it might have. I've seen rumblings online. I've seen viral commenting on some things talking yeah. about possibly the maggot cut of Morton being on it. Yeah, so. It's wild shit. It's wild shit. I remember uh, when the teaser dropped, because um, mm. I think, was it Chris sent it to us? No, uh, it was on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. And we were watching it, and I was like, okay, um, you know, w- w- what's going on here? Someone digging up a grave. And then as soon as that fucking hammer, hammer. came out. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Me and you <laughs> nearly jumped out of our fucking seats. <laughs> And it's like it's funny because it's like it's something I already own uh, multiple to- copies of, multiple signed copies of. Yeah, I, have a signed copy <laughs> I probably there. have Fred, Fred Vogel's autograph more than any person in this world. Like, yeah. I have it on like everything. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a cheapskate and bought everything on sale. And he always, <laughs> on during sales, he always signed everything. <laughs> yeah, but 
but yeah, it's just it's such a fucking huge deal in, oh, in yeah. the underground. And like the door being open now for a lot of toe tag stuff, and even like I'd say even like you know because you know maggot suffer potentially his stuff even getting yeah for sure releases the runner. It is opens it, a big door for sure. Oh yeah. You know, other toe tag. I think you said that other toe tag releases. Yeah. yeah. Here's something that, like I haven't really thought of till this very second. Unearthed is distributed through MVD. Yeah. That means there's a really, really good chance that you're going to be able to go to like an FYE and August Underground is going to be sitting on the shelf. No way. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not going to be too extreme for mainstream. It's just going to be out there. Unearthed released. Oh, speaking of too extreme for mainstream, um, Sam Hell's... Uh, Blood Roads Inside. Yeah, it's... It pretty, it's pretty much got the okay approval th- through Unearth to have the sticker of Two Extreme for Mainstream on the cover. That's sick. So, um, if you want to get the next one in that line, uh, Broke House. We, yeah, Broke House. <laughs> so, but, we just wanted to yeah, yeah. get that out there. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's guaranteed pretty much going to happen. That you're going to be able to go to like these, like, any place that carries Unearthed titles. That's insane. Because, I mean, think about it. We've gone to FYEs and seen Serbian yeah. film and Evil Dead Trap. Mm hmm. August Underground will be there. That's so crazy. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's insane to think about. Yeah. But yeah, that that's gonna happen. <laughs> wow. Um But yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't even think about that. But had you ever had the problem deal. of a found footage film making you feel ill? Uh yes. Oh yeah. Um the when I went and seen Cloverfield in the theaters. Ooh, yeah. That one I I, I don't have like terrible motion sickness or anything, but there definitely was points where I was like, Woof and had to like kinda look away. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, uh Cl- Cloverfield is a good shout out there. Yeah. Um the first time I watched Blair Witch I had that problem. Blair Witch. But then like with you know, more watches of it I had li- uh, less of a uh hard time with that. Um there's definitely been a couple of found footage movies we've watched. Hate crime was Hate hard crime, to watch because yeah. it's just constantly like moving. Yeah. <laughs> There's non found footage movies that gave me that problem too. Oh, of course, yeah. they're reversible. Yes. Uh, but even like some Rob Zombie stuff. Yeah. Like there's the scene in Devil's Rejects where the chick's running out of the motel. Mm-hmm. That shot so shaky. Yeah. There's times where I'm like, oof, that's too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. a bit much. Even like House Thousand Corpses and how chaotic the movie is already. Yeah. It's like, holy like that shit. was such a huge thing in the early 2000s. Shaky camera work. Yeah. Supposed to make you feel like you're there. Which I kind of I kind of like to an extent. I, it's kind of nostalgic for me. But. Yeah. I never was a big fan just because I was just like, I don't know. It felt cheap. Oh, the Saw movies. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This been, I tried to watch all the Saw movies back to back one day. and That's more of an editing thing. Oh, like yeah. Just straight shaking the camera. But, my God. Because they, they, like, create, like, they create, like, camera movement with, like, their, their editing and stuff. Those yeah. quick, like, <laughs> cuts, you know. I don't know how they, did, how they do all that. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know if it matters, but uh, yeah, <laughs> because it's not it aged like milk that editing style. I saw like. mid, so it's okay. I like the first one a lot, man. <laughs> I, think I, I think it's good. I remember you were like, "Please just rewatch it, man." I think this is I a think five it's star really... classic. I was like, "Oh, okay, I got you. I'll rewatch it." And I rewatched, it, and I was like, "It, it's good." <laughs> God, <laughs> and you were so mad at me. I was Dude. like, "I'm sorry. It's it's good." What's well, like? I know you're also not the world's biggest fan of like the original Exorcist. No, but I respect the shit out of it. Yeah. It's just not one I go to a lot, you know? 
It it is long, but it's like one of those movies. It's like I know it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, it's just it's never been one of my go to films. I fucking adore that movie. I, I didn't, but I didn't watch The Exorcist young like a lot of people did. Like I was like yeah. in my twenties before I watched The Exorcist for the first time. Think, but it didn't like have that like impact on me that it did other people. Yeah, I think the first time I watched, it, I was like thirteen. Yeah, exactly. That's where most so, people see it. You know, yeah. on VHS or something like that. You know, I I think I watched it. On, I think it was the old DVD you had of it. Mm. Which I need to get. I need to get it upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I I love the first saw. I think it's fucking great. But then at, from the second one on, where you got a mixed bag of trash. Sure. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Just Doe, for the question. Yes. As always. Sorry, I confused everybody there. I feel really bad about that. And it's all right. I'll give you a Stone Cold Stunner after the, the episode. All right. I'm like, come here, son. I'm going to kick you a little nuts. <laughs> Wait, yo. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you going to put me on my stack of dimes. <laughs> Next up, we have JK Bitch. 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 Since it's all about black exploitation movies this episode, I want to ask you about other dead genres. Oh. Which ones do you think are going out of style and which ones are ripe for comebacks? I think the post 9-11 military thriller is one it's on its last leg. Oh, yeah. Too much water has passed under the bridge and we are currently in the midst of a generation of young adults who barely remember the war on terror. The lukewarm reception to the terminal list should be proof enough of that. Dude, hang on a second. That makes me feel old. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> shit. Personally, I hope martial arts movies and vigilante cop movies will make a return. Dude, yeah. The first one, because I'm thirty, I'm a 30-year-old boomer, who <laughs> <laughs> remembers seeing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hero, and one because I'm just in the middle of binging a bunch of old Italian Eurocrime movies. And, well, that's pretty much the only reason. Cheers. <laughs> I want the... Uh, I'm with you, JK, by the way. Yeah. I'm also a uh, boomer in my mid-30s. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the return of like Italian like gore movies. That would like, be sick. Fulci yeah, stuff. yeah. Which I'm sure it would help people be like it's just rip off some Fulci, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's funny how like these these like trends do come around. Like, yeah, French Extreme. I'd love that to come back. Yeah, like the quote unquote elevated horror. Yeah. of like the this era of like the early 2020s. You know? Yeah, the the early 2020s, mid 2000, whatever they were called. It's so weird. It's called elevated horror. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know, it was like oh, it's elevated horror. I turned that off. Oh, <laughs> another alarm, baby. Let's go. Fact. When it, when in fact it was really just like a throwback to like the sixties and seventies horror. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it was just like it was movies like The Witch was just movies like The Wicker Man and things yeah. like that, you know? Um Blood on Saints Claws, Rosemary's Baby, you know, like that was that's what those films were influenced by, you yeah. know. So it's funny that like like these trends do come around. I, I too would like to see a return to like Kung Fu. Oh yeah. You know, and like it ain't gotta be like the old Shaw Brothers movies mm-hmm. or anything like that, but like it would be fun to see seeing like really choreographed cool fight scenes yeah. in movies again. You don't really get that. I think people think that's cheesy nowadays. Dude, if you want to see that stuff though. Brian fucking Pollen, man. Yeah, he like <laughs> incorporates all that shit into his movies. It's he, sick. His movies are epic. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as far as ones that are dying, yeah, definitely the 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 war. Who super fire? Who raw? Yeah, action movies are definitely going by the wayside. Especially since uh, I feel like people have starting to sway their opinions on things, which I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah, but. Um, 
I totally agree. I'm glad that genre is uh, going the wayside. Movies like American Sniper. Yeah. I think your like post Fast and the Furious like stylized action movies are also starting to die. Yeah. Um, you're starting to see a little bit of resurgence in like romantic action movies. Yeah. Which is a little strange. Very strange. I for one want action action movies to come back. But like mm-hmm. the eighties action movies. I'm talking about yeah. your commandos. Oh yeah. You know. The Running Man. <laughs> you still got Sylvester Stallone keeping that genre alive. To an extent, I don't think they're very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I remember when The Expendables was coming out, I was, like, stoked, man. I was yeah. like, here we go. This is the kind of action movie I love. Yeah. And I watched it, and I was like, well, that was disappointing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, with the uh, the Cat 3 Hong Kong movies starting to make waves over here, I'd love to see uh, modern, edition, uh, modern styles of those, mm-hmm. you know, hitting the scene. I tell you, a subgenre that just does not exist anymore at all is the western yeah like it does yeah. not exist it exists on like tv that's it yeah i would love to see the westerns like there was a small yeah resurgent there for a little bit where like once upon a time in the uh no um the hateful eight yeah django true grit there was a 310 to yuma remake yeah and i think magnificent seven remake as well Bone tomahawk to an extent to an extent that's more indie but you yeah know. But, like, that genre just does not exist anymore in the way it used to. I no. would love to see, like, some throwbacks to, like, some spaghetti western stuff. Dude, I know we were we were watching a, a trailer that popped up, and it was, like, this western movie. I, we'd never watched because we were pieces of shit. Mm. But it was like, oh, my God, it's a western movie? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? And we sit down and actually watched the trailer. Yeah, but the trailer didn't look very good, though. No. <laughs> but it was like, oh, my God, it's a western movie in mm. modern times? What the fuck? Another comedy, another, I spoiled it, sorry. Yeah. Because <laughs> my brain works nine million miles a minute. Yeah. Um, another genre that's dead is like the sex comedy. Yeah. And I think that's just a genre that in this climate just can't be made. Um, I feel like you could do it, but it'd have to be very watered down. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I feel like that genre got killed. What's like American Pie? Well, yeah, but people love that genre. Like, yeah. I was looking at, like, the other day, I was kind of scrolling through, like, 90s movies, and, like, it was dominated yeah. by, like, teen comedies. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it, that was, like, the genre. What's, well, like, movies, like, uh, you know, not in the 90s, of course, but, like, Porky's and stuff like that. that those movies would not fly nowadays. There's just no way. No. You know? So, yeah. It's crazy. Like, the, 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 sad, point, the sad thing is, as far as mainstream movies go, yeah, it's comic book movies. And we are stuck. I, I hope to God we're starting to see the downswing on it because I'm starting to see people kind of turn. Well, I kind of saw the 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 turn like r- hardcore with the She Hulk twerking with Megan the Stallion or whatever. There, yeah, the, the, <laughs> which was a bit like I saw that uh, clip and was like, that's odd. <laughs> yeah, that's the most bizarre marketing for this. I feel like you could have threw out there. They're turning to more like goofball comedies. Yeah. Which I understand, because like, comic books are meant to be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you also read comics for high drama as well, you know? Yeah. But, like, you're starting to see a, a dip in quality, too. Like, I watch these guys who, like, they're, like, VFX artists, and they go yeah. through and they watch movies, and they and they comment on, like, good VFX, Effects, yeah. bad VFX, and uh, a lot. Just the same guys that uh, did the, the ghost videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, like... 
some of the effects in the newer Thor's movies and stuff like that yeah. are not good. No. They're just shitting them out now. That's all they're doing. Like, they were always just shitting them out, but now they're really just shitting them out. Well, it's because I feel like the the pop in the bubble is probably on the horizon, and they're just like, let's make as much money from this as possible. I mean, it has to, man. It's been going since, like, when the Avengers come out. Like, I'd say it started with Iron Man. Yeah, it definitely did, but I mean, like, that's when, like, the boom hit was the yeah. first Avengers film. Uh, 2012-ish, I yeah. think. I mean, it's been going like for almost 10 years. That's insane. That's Non-stop. F- that has to be, like, one of the biggest bubbles of, like, you know, a certain genre in that I can remember, anyway. Maybe the teen comedy will come back. Not that I love teen comedies or anything like yeah. that, but it's just interesting that it's so gone that the teenage dirtbag song is starting to make a comeback. Yeah, yeah. booming on TikTok, which is funny because like I have that on my work playlist. I probably shouldn't because it has a few choice words in it, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. And uh, I'll see like kids. Yeah, singing it. Really? Yeah. The song. The song slaps. Like like you know by by kids I mean like teenagers. Yeah. But it's like they know it from TikTok. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. What you get, like, I know TikTok is labeled as dumpster fire. Which it, it is. It is. But um, I, th- I still feel like there is hope <laughs> with uh, with uh, some people on that platform. But, again, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But thank you, uh, JK Bitch, for the question. Yes. Next up, we have Hal Monastone. What's up? <laughs> this is, hi, I hope all is good. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very meh. It's Hal. mid. <laughs> Very mid, it's very mid. <laughs> Top three Carpenter. Oh, fuck. For me, it's Escape from New York slash Assault on Precinct 13. Cheated a little bit. It's okay. We'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Two, Big Trouble in Little China. And number one, The Thing. Yeah. My album recommendation this time is Moon Tower from 1998 by Dan Swano. Synth black metal at his finest. Whoa. Cheers, and remember to tell the lion that he is late for his date with the gorilla. <laughs> that's a that's a Dolomite reference. Yes. <laughs> um, does, oh, God. I was thinking about like the Dolomite little things. Yeah, well, not, not just Dolomite, but the Rudy Ray Moore like, comedy bits he does in mm-hmm. the movies, which we'll get to. Yeah. Man, I'd pay so much money to fucking watch that shit. Oh, for sure. I would have loved seeing Rudy Ray Moore live. Yeah. That would have been incredible. Um, ah, Carpenter movies. Fuck. Top three Carpenter movies, man. I know what my number one is. Uh, yeah, I think our, I think ours are the same. The thing. The thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an absolute. Like, you know, if we were Dave Meltzer, that breaks the scale. <laughs> it breaks the scale. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like I got to shout out Halloween, at least three, at least like top three for me. Yeah, that, I thought you meant Halloween three at first. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, he didn't direct that. <laughs> I was no. like, are you all right over there, man? <laughs> no. At like my third spot would probably be Halloween because that movie is so influential. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, even though I'd say, you know, people, you know, probably talk about Halloween more now than ever. Yeah, but it's it's a fucking classic for a reason, for sure. Uh, but I. I'm gonna throw in like I'm gonna throw in Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Yeah, I feel like our top threes are gonna be pretty much the same. Okay. <laughs> like my number one is the Thing for sure. Yeah. Two's probably Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And three might be like Assault on Precinct Thirteen. I didn't rewatch that. One. It's been a long, long time. I remember I watched that. I think we we watched that when I was a kid. God, that movie rules. I remember as a kid watching the kid get shot. Dude, Carpenter, man. Like, that dude. 
like there's a reason I think people recognize him as like the master of horror. Like he's oh, not yeah. my favorite director. Mine is probably mine's Takashi Miike, but like of the master of horror guys, probably like Romero. I really like Romero a little bit more. But like, dude, John Carpenter released a killer's row. Oh, like yeah. back to back to back to back to back. I mean, fucking Halloween, The Thing, The Fog, The Fog, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, Escape from New York, They Live, Christine, Christine. Oh God, how did I forget about <laughs> Christine? Christine's a fucking classic. Prince of Darkness, Prince of In Darkness, the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. You know, like. That dude just like, even though I know he didn't like direct, direct, but body bags. Yeah, body bags. Like, I know he was just part of that one. That was him and Toby Hooper. Yeah. But like, dude, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, he released uh, so many movies. He's probably, he Big probably, Trouble Little China. We didn't even mention that one. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Which is a great fucking movie. He may be my favorite director. Yeah. But I, again, mean, I don't actually think about the favorite director. Meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> That's our favorite director. Oh, uh, meow. She's like, I'll take no John Carpenter slander in this house. Uh, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think about the uh, favorite director question very often mm-hmm. because uh, I'm just like, I just want to watch movies, man. Yeah. But yeah, Carpenter may be my favorite. Carpenter's amazing. Like, he's so good. Yeah. Cla- classic, classic fucking shit. Uh, also, like, later on in his career, but Cigarette Burns. Cigarette Burns is great. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like even like like you look at like his worst movies like something like you know Memoirs of a Visible Man yeah or uh, Ghost of Mars hmm. The Ward they're still not as bad as some of the other guys that are no. going to Masters of Horror you know what I mean Su- Survival of the Dead Survival of the Dead which is sad to say because I love George oh yeah look at, so look at Toby Hooper's worst movies though. Uh, yeah, man, they're about unwatchable, dude. But I feel like Toby, when he's on, he's on though. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, it's like uh, we were talking about the Fun House recently. Funhouse that movie is. Yeah. Eating Alive. Yeah. Those movies are fucking insane. That's the thing about Toby Hooper. His movies are always just unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like um, every time we have these microphones on or we're trying to record something, this fucking cat. (laughs) (laughs) You go ahead and talk. I'm going to give her treats. Okay. I'll read the next questions while I do. But thank you, Hal, as always, for the question. You are awesome. We appreciate you greatly. Next up is Scum Vomit. Oh, fuck. Excuse me, I just burped. Apologize. <laughs> Cat treats a little <laughs> What up, dudes? Hope everything is going good. Meh. Mid. <laughs> <laughs> Thought of this question for y'all on my way to work the other day. We, uh, the other day, was listening to a metal mix and a few songs from Burzum first album came on. And I was like, shit, man. Fuck Varg, but I do like these songs, <laughs> and was wondering how you guys feel about separating the artist from the art, and Ugh. and that can go for movies and even wrestling as well. Looking forward to this week's show as always, and I'm fucking pumped because I'm browsing Tubi the other day and came across the amazing fucking bulk no. on there and plan on getting fucked up this weekend and watching it over and over and over and over again for Matt. Bulk gang, baby. Ha ha. Have a good one, and take it easy, my dudes. Man. Uh, oh, not, no, not, not Bolt Gang. Not Bolt Gang. We're not starting a Bolt Gang. The Bolt Gang will be, took it off the planet. <laughs> I love that there's like this like contingent of our listener base who are like, yeah, the Bolt. And I think it's just because how much we hated it. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, like even like Herschel. Uh, we're talking about Bolt. Dude, and, I love Herschel's death. But man, he gave that movie kind of a positive review. And I was like, Herschel, please. 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 <laughs> Trash. It's horrible. Um, I don't know if I've ever been more angry at a movie. Uh, no. Oh, I was. Violent Shit 4. Oh, yeah. Dog Shit. Feed, too, really fired you up. 
I don't think Feed is nearly as bad as those two. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Here recently, Final Flesh kind of disappointed me. Yeah, it was more just disappointing. But anyways, that's not the question. The question is separating art from the artist, and how do you do it? I feel like it's tricky. It is so tricky, and I feel like every time we talk about like separating art from artist or anything like that, I you're always going to come off a little bit hypocritical. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you know, fuck Victor Salva and Roman Polanski. Yeah. But why will I watch Roman Repulsion? <laughs> Repulsion and, and Rosemary's Baby and The Tent and things like that, but I won't watch Salva's movies. They did the same shit. Yeah. Basically, you know what I mean? So oh, why yeah. will I not forgive no. Polanski, but like let his movies get a pass? It's because I like them, because they're good. We are not Polanski apologists. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, it's because I like those movies, and I don't like Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Victor Salva's movies, I think, are pretty dog shit. Pretty mid. It's like, we watched Clown House. It's fine. I fucking hated it, I remember. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought it was all right. I remember it not making a lick of sense. The thing but. about it is, it's just like, it, it, it's a case-by-case basis, and I think at the end of the day, you just have to, like, do I like this person's... Oh, my mic tried to go out on me right then. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm good. Do I like this person's work or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have to just be like, I like this work, not the person. Yeah. Um... Uh, it's like I, I've been listening a little bit to a band called Vector. Vector, and like Vector's got a bit of a shady uh, situation with the vocalist. It's like you sent me that meme, <laughs> that guy being like, <laughs> you're looking into your new favorite metal band. Is he dead? Oh fuck, he's racist. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, is he dead? Oh no, he's a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh pretty hard. It's like the guy from Vector. Uh, it's not just a cue. There's a video of him beating a girlfriend. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, God. Is music worth yeah. going through? But I'm also like, there's an entire band behind this stuff, too. Yeah, that's what I think about, too. Because it's like, you know, Richard Stanley, you know. Yeah. Which sucked to, to hear that he was like, you know, did these things. Because he was a guy that really, really enjoyed his movies. Yeah. But, like, the team and the actors and the crew mm-hmm. who, like, it's one person on the set. You know what I mean? Yeah. The rest of this crew put their hard work and time into this movie to make it, like, good. Yeah. And it's like, should you just completely, like, fucking, you know... Throw it away. Yeah, throw it to the wayside because of one person. I don't know, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, he brings up wrestling, too, and I think that's even tougher. Oh, that's way tougher, I think. Because that's just one individual in their body of work. Yeah, it's like someone like Joey Ryan, Voldemort of wrestling. The Voldemort of wrestling, for sure. Uh, I feel like you have to throw him away. For sure. Because like his whole thing led into what he did. Yeah, for sure. Or even like a guy like, you know, I was a huge Chris Benoit fan. Yeah. Massive Chris Benoit fan. I mean, who wasn't really? Chris Benoit was an incredible wrestler. I was one of those weird kids that was like, I love Eddie Guerrero and Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> and then Benoit off this entire fucking family. Yeah, it's hard to go back. It's We have, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because time does heal wounds, for sure. Yeah. Um, and watch his matches. But it's still tough to watch because like, you feel like you're overanalyzing every little thing. Yeah. Like, ooh, that bump right there. That's the one that did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that didn't help. Or, ooh, that line in that promo. That was weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... It's it's even harder in wrestling to try to like separate the art from the artist because like yeah. their art is them, yeah, literally them. It's literally <laughs> them, yeah. You know, so like if they've done something shitty and you know it's hard to go back and ever look at them the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think movies and music is definitely easier. It's still tough. I will say like 
Burzum is a bit of a hard one because <laughs> it's literally it's literally just him. Yeah, which I understand because I oh, too yeah. I too am like that first Burzum album is pretty good. <laughs> it's like Dunkle Heat's a fucking great song, dude. Yeah, Dunkle Heat's great, man. But even does sound like it was recorded in a toilet because it was, but <laughs> it really was. Um, <laughs> but. It's like even like mayhem stuff mm-hmm. is hard to listen to to an extent because of just how much of shitheads they all were. Yeah, they were all young edge lords when they made that shit, man. Yeah, the only one of those that like that was seemingly like grown up. Yeah, is a uh, is, uh, Fenric. Yeah, which uh, throws the best. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, saw, I saw a video and was like, it's like why you should uh, listen to Dark Throne and not the other bands because you know Fenris grew up. Yeah, he was like, and the person was like, hell Fenris. Yeah, and, and it's like, like yeah. you know when a lot of the black metal community was kind of really shitting on Zillin Ardor. Yeah, 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 largely because of you know <laughs> racism. Racism. Fenris yeah. is one of the guys like, no, this music rules. This is great. Yeah, it's on order fucking rules. They man. do rule. Yeah, it's tough, and it's about the individual, and it's about you know, it's about what you're willing to let into yeah. your life. Let's take a guy like Lucifer Valentine, right? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know the things that have come out against Lucifer uh, are rough. Yeah, and you know, Again, I don't want to dismiss any accusation against you know that people came forward with. It's like the stuff that happened in the movies is a little different than what he did outside. For sure, for sure. It it just brings everything into question, though. Like when you start hearing some of the things, it's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, like. Or even Mario and Dora. Or Dora, for sure. It's Um, because, like, Mario and Dora drops two movies that get releases within, like, a year span. And one of them has him fucking doing horrendous things to animals. Mm hmm. And it wasn't, like, made in, like, you know, fucking 80-something or 90-something. It was made, like, 2018. Yeah, exactly. It's like, is it okay to I don't behave anybody to, for liking the stuff, though. You know? Oh, no, no, you know no. I mean, like, I, I do think we need to be uh, mindful of the personnel. Yeah. It's okay to watch the work. Yes. Just be mindful of what they did, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's 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 a hard subject. It is. I mean, like I think, struggle with it. A you lot. think about it. Uh, you know, these major corporations don't give a shit. Fuck well, no. Because like right after fucking Salva got out of jail, he wrote Powder for Disney. 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 You know, and Screen Factory put out the Jeepers Creepers movies. Yeah. You know, um, and that was a big thing too, where people were like, that was a huge controversy. You know, people were like, is this okay? Yeah. Is he getting money from this? You know, like. Yeah. Exactly. What's well, like um. I, I was at a, I was at a place and they had copies of Clown House. Clown House. I was like, "Is this legit? Is he was he paid for this release? What the fuck is this?" Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it's very complicated. Yep, for sure. For you should, sure. You just, have to make, you just have to make those decisions yourself. You do. Yep. Yep. I yep, slapped yep. the shit out of my leg right then. I heard that you young bucked it. Young bucked. <laughs> First of all, ask about that shit. <laughs> well, technically, I think that happened. Oh, after? After we posted this. Fuck. Next up, and thank you, Scum Vomit. Mm-hmm. Next up is the People's Mikey. People's Mikey. 
Let's go. Let's go. Howdy, my dudes. By now, the news of Unearthed Films re-releasing the August Underground Trilogy. What are some bonus stuff you would like to see featured? For me, seeing that there's going to be a new commentary track, it would be great to hear Fred and Maggot do commentary for August Underground Mortem. Oh, that would be really cool. Seeing that they've buried the hatchet, and if there's any more behind-the-scenes footage of Killjoy, that will be awesome. It's great to see you guys getting some love from the heavy hitters in the horror community, and I wanted to congratulate you guys last week on the mixtape and the new wrestling podcast thank you falls upon us can't wait to hear what you guys got brewing for the future episodes you guys take care thank you fuck you bye cheers we definitely have some stuff planned yes we got a pretty cool episode i think planned for Um, october but yeah uh as far as features on the trilogy box set um anything maggot related yeah because i've really not heard that guy talk a ton about that movie no whether him and Fred have buried the hatchet enough to sit down and do a commentary together, I don't know. I mean, they've buried it enough to work together on this release. Yeah. So maybe having them, maybe it's possible to have them mm-hmm. sit down or at least have one of them do commentary over, you know, this or that. Um, again, who knows for certain besides Stephen Byro? Byro, yeah. And I know Byro, uh, it's definitely, for the time being, probably trying to hold the cards close. For so. sure. He doesn't want to give all the way, all the all of it away. Yeah. And, you know, and we got to give credit to Earth, man. Earth has oh my really God. been killing it. Earth is like low-key one of the best companies of the year. Dude, they're killing it this year with releases. Yeah. This year and last year in particular have been absolutely outstanding. It's like, I know we talk about uh, releases, and I don't want to like shit on companies by any means or anything like that, but it's like... It's like for me, I know Vinegar Syndrome has not released a ton that I've necessarily been interested in. Mm-hmm. Besides, like I know they announced like Texas Chainsaw Two, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and like but. the thing about like Vinegar Syndrome is they'll like they'll go months without releasing anything that I generally care about. Yeah, but then I'll see somebody talk about one of them, and then I'm like, oh okay, probably should check that out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Run Earth is like really like keyed into my taste in film right yeah. now. <laughs> it's like. It's like um, Dr. Lamb, Evil Dead Trap 2. The old man movie. The old man movie. Fucking, you know, they got Christmas cruelty coming out, yeah. you know? <laughs> What's like they, they announced uh, the fucking Giver. Giver. Yeah, with, with Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, the R cut of Giver. Which is exciting. insane. Because I love Giver. I have not seen Giver yet, and I, I fucking, almost want to wait. I fucking love Giver. And I, as soon as Arrow put up, uh, the, oh, we're putting out Giver on Blu-ray, I was like, yeah. mine. Yeah. And then it was like, wait a minute, this ain't the R cut? Yeah. This is the PG-13 cut? Fuck. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I, I haven't had seen the PG-13 cut, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've always wanted to see the R cut. I've never got a chance to see it. Because Giver was a movie I discovered through sci-fi back in the day. Yeah. But anyways, we're way off topic right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, bonus features on the August Underground trilogy. Anything maggot-related is going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. A cool, like, feature. Anything on Mortem. Like, more, like Fred has talked Mortem in podcasts, but, like, yeah. I don't think there's any release of Mortem that has a lot of special features on it. No. I'd love him to get Christy Wilde involved. Yeah. You know, hear her talk about August Underground Mortem. Um, archive footage of even, like, if it exists, of, like, Killjoy talking about it would be really cool. Really cool, yeah. Especially since, like, you know, Mortem was not even supposed to be an August Underground movie. No, it was supposed it, to be a music video. Yeah, it was supposed to be a Necrophage music video. But it got out of pocket <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just got out of hand real quick. Yeah, there was just, like, chaos on film. 
Yeah, maggot. Anything maggot related. Yeah. Anything like Christy Wilde talking about it would be really cool. Just just having everyone involved talk about it would be very very Jeremy interesting. Cruise. Yeah. Like I said, Mortem is like the mysterious one, right? Which I, I feel like Jeremy Cruz has a very very big hand. Yes. In this. Yes. So everyone sing that man's praises. Yeah. Jeremy Cruz is is an icon. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to his uh um entry into the American guinea pig series. That's the thing too, is like when it comes to the August Underground trilogy and Toe Tag and all this in general, we always immediately sing Fred Vogel's praises and for a good reason. Oh yeah. Because he is the he's the king of the underground and he's proved yeah. that again. Like as oh, soon as August again. Underground was announced, the whole internet fucking blew up. Blew up. You know, the community went ape shit. And that just proves the power of Fred Vogel's movies. But but I think you equally have to give praise to Jeremy Cruz. Yeah, Jeremy Cruz is a uh I, I describe him as a mad lad. <laughs> yeah. He's a master of what he does. Oh yeah. And a huge part of why Totag is so successful. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, sure, he may not have been involved with like, you know, the first August Underground. Yeah. But you know, after that, he was. Yeah. But it's, but it's crazy because it's like, you know, there's that really good two-disc edition of August Underground that I have. Yeah. That's got all kinds of bonus features and stuff like that on it. And then the Penance DVD I have has commentaries and everything like yeah. that on it. But Mortem has nothing. Yeah. And I think it's because it's kind of a sore spot. Yeah. You know, the, all of everything that went down during the making of Mortem. So yeah. that's the one I'm most intrigued by to see yeah. what kind of features we're going to get for it. Like, even if, like... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying like this is gonna happen or anything like that. I'd love to see if there was like almost like a mini doc that you know Stephen Byro put together of him talking with the people involved would be super sick. But again, only time will tell what's gonna be on. Like this time has passed by so much now, yeah. And those films have only gained an in infamy oh, that yeah. you easily could do like the legacy of the August Underground trilogy. Oh yeah, documentary now. And, like, the impact it's had on, like, the genre. Yeah, it's like we talked to Fred a while back. Mm -hmm. And, like, for one, that was a surreal experience. For sure, for sure. And, two, like, just to have all the insight that, of course, that he does on this shit and, like, everyone else involved and with, you know, Maggot on board. Yep. It's just... The, the possibilities are endless with this release. I'll tell you another thing that I would really, really love, and I don't know if it'll happen, if they could get an interview with the guy from the original August Underground. Yeah. The guy behind the camera. Yeah, that'd be I don't really think cool. he's ever done anything. anything. I don't know if I know who he is. Yeah. I mean, he was just one of Fred's, like, friends and worker, co-workers. Yeah. You know, because Fred was a teacher at the Savini School. Yeah. Before August Underground. And That would be really cool. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever heard that guy talk about anything. No. I think he wanted to distance himself from on the <laughs> Which I to an extent I can understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. It's pretty heavy, man. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's which, pretty wild. <laughs> which I, I feel like with like final interview, like Fred has had a hard time stepping away from August Underground. Yeah. And that you know, I do understand that he there could be frustration there, you know what I mean? It's oh like, yeah. I put all these movies out, but my legacy is still August these three movies. Yeah. Two in particular. Yeah. But I will say, um, Fred has a fucking amazing filmography. He really does, yeah. Like Red Sin Tower is so goddamn underrated. It's like his 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 the movie I like of his is the least is Masked, and that's still not that bad. No, <laughs> compared to other movies, which I even I'm pretty sure like again, it's been a long, long time since we did it. But I think even in the interview, he said it wasn't his best work. Yeah, it was a collaboration between him and another guy. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, you know. I'm looking yeah. forward to see what happens. Yeah, it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be I'm, wild. I want to see what the packaging is gonna look like. You know, we'll, oh, yeah. will one day we get a 4K <laughs> of August Underground? That'd be wild. That would be insane, yeah. Um, But thank you, People's Mikey, for the question, as yes. always. Next up, we have M3M3 Mancumbus. Hmm. Mancubus. I'm terrible at pronunciations. I apologize. <laughs> what episodes do you recommend for people trying to, uh, for people starting the podcast, like myself? Ooh. Um,. Definitely probably the roughies. That's the first ones that pop in my head. Like, I was thinking about the other day. It was just some of the fucking stupid shit we talked about in the fucking roughies episode. The roughies trilogy, I'm yeah. sure. Like, yeah. the second one, I was definitely a little bit more of a pussy. You definitely were. But <laughs> but the first one and the one we did with Spooky, I think, are both excellent fucking... Yeah. The first one in particular is really one of my favorites, because that's one... Is that the one we talked about, Water Power, or is that the second one? Uh, uh That's the first one. Is it the first one? Yeah. When shits... Because. No, he nuts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the first one. I think that's the first one. Yeah. It might have been the second one, though, because we did... I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one's great. A fucking... Um, I really love our episode on uh, Ruben Galindo Jr. Yes. I think um, they're a really good episode as well. Oh, God. What was the one episode with the fucking lawnmower was outside? Oh, that was the Adam Albert episode. Was that Adam Albert? Yeah. Oh, my God. Where you just God. lost your fucking mind. That was rough. Our series on the Massacre video releases, I think, are very good as well. Yeah. Just because you hated so many of those movies. Yeah, and I was the one that always chose them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> was it Evil in the Woods or something like Fuck. that? That one in particular is really good. I think the school shooting episode is really good. Yeah. Uh, that that one uh, we we definitely try to keep comedy in there, but like there's definitely some more somber and more uh, uh, an episode that I thought about recently because when I read this question I was thinking about episodes I would recommend people uh, that I thought about recently is a uh, disturbing documentaries two yeah with uh, uh oh hidden in plain no, hidden no. in plain sight is it no no it, captured in plain sight no no it's some it's something different kidnapped in plain sight no no. What is it? Abducted. Abducted in plain sight. There yeah. it is. We went through all the gamut <laughs> of the words. We circled that airport three times at least. <laughs> Fuck. I thought about that one recently too because like that has an all-timer ran in it. Oh my God. It's yeah. spoiler heavy, yo. Yes. So be prepared, but man, um, we were losing our minds on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Nikatsu, I'm sure that episode is out there. Yeah. Also, we, the interviews we've done. Yeah, Fred Vogel, Stephen Byro. Mm. We've had Jonathan Doe on twice. Both of them are yeah. great. Brandon Terry, Lucky mm. Serretti. Um, I know we've talked about uh, you know future stuff as well when it comes to interviews. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just a matter of like getting people. Yeah, interviews are just not our foray either. Yeah, we're socially awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are all great episodes. I would recommend. Um, and it'd be interesting to go back and listen to Mario Andorra. Oh yeah, you know that was the very first one. I'm sure uh, I was super awkward on that one because I never had done. We didn't have like microphones this. either on that one. No, it was just the recorder. Yeah, and it was like twelve o'clock at night or some yeah. shit. I think I had just finished Melancholy too. Melancholy to Angel. Yeah, but yeah, those are some of the ones that pop in my head that I think are really good. Yeah. Um, we've had some good ones and we've had some shit ones. Yeah, we have. Don't ever go back and listen to the Takashi Miike episode. I remember it being pretty flat. Pretty bad. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I don't know why it was so bad, but it was bad. That was like the first episode after we did it. I was like, 
that wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, we were like, that wasn't very good. What happened? <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> yeah, like, what happened? <laughs> That's my very director, too. <laughs> that sucked. And it was a fucking terrible episode. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, M3M3 Mancubus. <laughs> Mancubus. Mancubus. <laughs> Hopefully that was said right. Maybe it's Meme Mancubus. Maybe meme. the threes are like. E. Oh, yeah, probably. Could be. You know. Meme Mancubus. Meme Mancubus. I don't know. And thank you for checking out the podcast. We are uh, very thankful. Yeah, thank you so much. We're very grateful for that. Next up, we have Brady Hansen 7. What's up? What up, fellers? My nine-year-old daughter has become obsessed with horror movies, Oh, and nothing seems to scare her. I have been watching lots of movies with her, and I never thought I would let her watch so young, and she goes not, she goes right to bed after and sleeps through the night oh every God. time. I'm glad she doesn't scare easy, but it's, it's starting to bug me <laughs> that I can't scare her. I don't want to watch anything with her that has a bunch of sex or is super gory, but that's really... That's really my only hang-ups. So far, we have watched The Ring, The Grudge, The Shining, both versions of Pet Cemetery, Original Child's Play, Get Out, Us, and I'm considering The Exorcist, but I have to do that one behind the wife's back, and I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd really appreciate any suggestions you might have. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Uh, the, the Changeling? Ooh, The Changeling's a good shout, for sure. Um, the first one that popped in my head was Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, yeah. Yeah, Pumpkinhead, I think, is genuinely got some of the best scares. Yeah, uh, Blair Witch, even. Blair Witch. That might be tough for a nine-year-old. Yeah, because it's it's like, it looks real, yeah. Not just that, but, like, the, the, the lack of interest could be real, real quick. Oh, yeah. You know, because you got to think of it, it's a kid. Yeah, fair Kids' enough. attention spans aren't as strong. Yeah. You know, you don't want anything... I mean, I'm an adult. My attention span's terrible. You don't want anything that's too slow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is Texas Chainsaw too much for a nine-year-old? I'd say maybe. I, I watched it pretty early. I mean, the stuff that, you know, he was showing her, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. Um, oh, man. There's a newer movie called Last Shift I thought had some really good scares in it. Yeah. That I would recommend. It's, I say newer. It probably came out like 2015 or something like that. <laughs> I would suggest Autopsy of Jane Doe because that movie scared the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm pretty sure there is like just a nude corpse the entire time. <laughs> that that's a bit that's a bit so, tough. Yeah, probably not that one. <laughs> oh God, The Exorcist. But The Exorcist does have some some pretty risque stuff. Some pretty risque stuff. Exorcist three. Ex- yeah, Exorcist three has one of the best jump scares in the history of horror. Yeah, for sure. Um, we just watched uh, the 101 scares horror movie moments. American Werewolf in London. Yeah, uh, that one. Uh, I have a funny story with that one. <laughs> I, I, when I was watching that one. Uh, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I started the movie for you. Ba, 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 boo, I started boo, to boo, doze boo. off a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You could started to doze off a little bit, and then the whole thing happens when the werewolf goes to the fucking like wall. It was so loud. It scared the fucking shit out of me. That's awesome. Um, God, I'm trying to think of uh, movies that are not like super gory and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 um. <laughs> my big one's Pumpkinhead. When I was a kid, that movie scared the shit out of me. Even though, like, I will say it was this movie is a bit gory. Uh, Evil Dead. 
Evil Dead for sure. Yeah, I will say maybe cover the kids' eyes for a couple scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple one of in particular. Choi- yeah, a couple a couple of choice scenes. Uh, one in particular. Yeah. <laughs> that involves a tree branch. <laughs> yeah, or or just fast forward to that. Texas Chainsaw. I mean, all the classics, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like what movie scared me. Uh, I know The Grudge scared me as a kid, but yeah. I was also a little bitch. But I mean, like Hellraiser scared me, but I can't recommend Hellraiser to a nine year old. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> you know, like I, I just can't do that one in in fair in, uh, in, in, in good faith. <laughs> yeah, was it my bloody Valentine? My bloody Valentine. That's not really that scary, oh. It, it, no, um, I don't know. It's hard because like you have to think about like the subject matter and yeah. like. That's what I'm There's plenty of movies I could. Yeah, but it's like, uh, it's should got, I? That's got a lot of nudity. That's gory. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, Changeling, I think, is a great one, though. Changeling is really good. That one's very creepy. Yeah. Uh, Pumpkinhead, I'd say definitely try Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Uh, what about um, uh, fucking Shyamalan? What's the name of that fucking movie? Sign? No. That one scared me as a kid. Yeah, you go with that one. When yeah. the alien was like, <laughs> big-footed past the camera. Then, I was like, ooh! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck is the name of that movie? Six Cents? Six Cents. That yeah. one's a bit slow though. Yeah. Again. It's Damn like, it. Do I just like slow movies? Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of some haunted house movies. What number on Elm Street? Yeah, number on Elm it's Street. It's got that whole bed full of blood. But. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty gory, but. Yeah. It's not bad, though. No. But yeah, like, like number on Elm Street's the good one. I don't know. Like, I just don't. I don't know. I guess I don't think about movies that scare me for a long time. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna be hard to suggest anything Cronenberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't go Cronenberg just yet. They did say The Shining, though, didn't they? They showed The Shining. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if The Shining ain't scaring them. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> um, that movie mortified me as a kid. Again, gory, but the thing, the thing, the thing is like it's a movie that's so unpredictable. Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Prince of Darkness. That movie's pretty damn creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's there's a couple of shouts. Mm-hmm. Um, just be careful not to, to scar your child. Yeah. <laughs> I hear Lake Mungo scary. I don't know if that one has anything. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm just saying I've heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's tough to pick up because I said if The Shining didn't get them, it's, it's tough. That's really tough. <laughs> that's yeah. tough. Tough to your 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 kid is uh way way stronger than I ever was as a kid. Iron watch, nerves, huh? Old iron nerves. <laughs> yeah, because I'd watch horror movies as a kid and be a little bitch. <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> little bitch. But yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now we're just making noise. <laughs> That's a lot of this podcast. As for sure. Thank you, Brady Hanson Seven, for the question. Hopefully those were some good picks. And uh yeah, you know. Yeah. If you have picks, come back to this uh episode. Yeah. Uh the question picture and leave a comment for them. Yeah. Last but not least, we have one from our email. Mm. We have James. What's up, James? What's up, James? What's up, James? James. Hey, guys, love your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. My question is, what is the worst practical effect you've ever seen in a movie? Ooh. God. Anything in Troll 2. 
That's for true. <laughs> that is for fucking true. Manos has some pretty shitty effects. <laughs> it does, yeah. But it's also very charming. You know what movie is an amazing movie that has amazing effects, but has one effect in the whole movie that's like, that looked like shit. What a Robocop. Yeah, it's got one bad effect in it. When the dude falls out the window and his arms are like six foot long for some reason. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the burning neck. Yeah, yeah. That and Friday the 13th. Yeah. Which for the time, those were probably incredible. Yeah. It's just they haven't aged very well. No. When it comes to practical effects, I have a harder time. Like, I know you were talking about Poltergeist. Yeah, the face ripping scene in Poltergeist I always thought looked weird and looked off. Yeah. Um, I had one in my head and I forgot it. Um, this is why we shouldn't do these early morning. Fuck no. Because my brain's like, ah, <laughs> why are you doing to me? Yeah, I need caffeine. This some is some bullshit. Some bullshit. <laughs> Go get boosted. Get boosted. <laughs> <laughs> I have a harder time with, uh, oh, Night Killer. Bruno Matei. That's Claudia Fergazzo. Oh, Claudia, sorry. Because um, they, they did one chest rip scene <laughs> and used it for every kill, even oh if God. it doesn't make sense logically. No. <laughs> if the angles don't add up or anything, doesn't matter. They use it for every fucking scene. Yeah. I feel like it's harder for me to pick out, like, you know, special effects like that mm-hmm. than digital ones, because I feel like digital ones look, when they're bad, they're really bad. Yeah. But with special, with, like... Um, practical effects. I'm trying to get trying to get the term out there, and I couldn't. Mm. My brain was just like physical effects. I'm like That's physical, right. physical. Let's get physical, physical. Copyright flag. Um. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Barbecue bacon bird. Fuck. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of the digital effects look way worse when they're bad. For sure, for sure. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Troll two though probably takes the cake. Yeah, it's got some shitty ones. Those the- masks, man. <laughs> God. Those masks. They're so bad. Legendarily bad. The fucking... The pants and Manos. I did not realize it was supposed to be fucking horse... Uh, not horse, but goat feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. When it, he Dude. just like he's just got big pants. You know what? You don't just hit me. Not trained to terror. <laughs> that full fucking movie. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I think a lot of the movie actually has some good effects. Like the, the scene where they're like playing Russian roulette and shit. Yeah. And I think that one's really good. But that last segment, man, about the, <laughs> about the devil. Yeah. And like the Nazi guy, yeah, that has some of the most bizarre stop motion <laughs> I've ever fucking seen in a movie. Like people just turn to whole ass puppets, yeah, and it's not supposed to be puppets though. Fuck, but they do like like you know like they'll like like in RoboCop like it doesn't look good but it's just a quick little ah. yeah. In that movie, it's like minutes <laughs> of fucking puppeted Cameron Mitchell <laughs> fighting a demon, oh and you're like, God. what the fuck? <laughs> Or the guy from Mole from Night Court just turned into a fucking puppet. I'm like, and falling. I'm like, <laughs> what the? Who fuck? did this and why? Yeah, <laughs> I have one in my head, but it's gone now. Oh, fuck. it's not even that it's bad. It's just bizarre choices. Winter Beast. Well, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Those are some, I don't know if they're bad, but man, they're strange. <laughs> it's, just, it's one of the strangest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's more of a visual effect, but fucking. Uh, um, uh, was it a uh, Shark Attack Three, the Megalodon? The fuck? Where the guy drives the fucking um, jet ski into the shark's mouth? Oh my god! <laughs> that's technically more of a visual effect than a practical. Yeah, it's horrible. Whoa. That's that's fucking terrible. 
That's too god so bad. Uh, fucking Killjoy has some horrible oh, fucking effects. Oh my god, yeah. That movie sucks ass. The fucking evil bong. <laughs> I never watched those. Its mouth doesn't move in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks cool, but it's like it's completely immobile. It, I don't know how that movie exists. Fucking um, Doctor Butcher, MD. <laughs> oh God, I haven't seen that either. Uh, yeah, you've seen Zombie Holocaust. Have I seen it? Yeah, with the puppet remember. where the dummy falls out the window and it hits its arm, goes pew. Just flying off screen. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, some of the Steven Seagal action movies where the dummies would just explode. Oh god, yeah, dude. What about what about Splatter Farm? <laughs> it almost seems unfair, but <laughs> he's got the fucking glue on his hands. It's supposed to be his skin. And he's picking it off. Yeah, that shit's great, though. <laughs> when he fucking just rubs like shit all over the. <laughs> oh my god, dude! After he fists him. Yeah. Dude, Splatter Farm's kind of fucked up, ain't it? Like, like if you think about like when you start talking about the things that happen in it. Like, if it wasn't such a shitty movie, it would be way worse. Yeah. It's like he fists a man and then rubs his own shit on him. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a few for you. Yeah. But uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, asking questions. This was a long one. Yes. <laughs> we were long-winded this morning for some reason. Super long-winded. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we are going to take a quick break. But before we do, if you want to join these lovely people on the next episode, you sure can. Yes. By going to sickoncinema at gmail.com and dropping us a line. Or, or... Waiting to the week of the episode, we are by weekly podcast. Yes. We'll post a lovely little image. It's a big red picture. You can't miss it. Since yeah. we're taking questions, you could ask in the comment sections below. Yes. Uh, oh, oh my god! So sorry. <laughs> that was one of those like empty stomach burps too. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should get some food and shit before we come back and record the rest of this. We got this. <laughs> oh lord. Okay. But uh, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're talking Rudy Raymore here on Sick on Cinema. Cinema. I was so out of sync. <laughs> Fuck. Fear is defined as something sudden, ugly, and terrifying. Fright is the result of being scared out of your mind. Meet the Scare Maker. <laughs> The scavenger hunt was the biggest college weekend of the year, an event that would lead from parties to graveyards. It was just another way to kill time. Who is it? I like it, I like it. I've been waiting for... Benson! Uh-huh. God, uh-huh. Uh-huh. me out! I'm, uh, Teddy Ratliff, captain of the basketball team. Hi, I'm Don Sorensen, and I couldn't care less. Then one night they took old Dickie out into the woods. Dickie came back. Mine just kind of stayed out there. <laughs> Who is it? How are you? But something terrible happened. A dead man came home. You're in McVeigh. Dickie Cavanaugh, you bastard, you're locked away. Am I McVeigh? 
The scare maker will take you places you've never been. Janie? He will watch the life run out of you. sickening cold. It's too late when your heart races and pounds and you feel your blood rushing through your veins. Never has terror been so real until you've met the Scare Maker. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Alright, we're back. <laughs> we are back. Um, Guess who's back? Back again. Cat with no thoughts is back. TV static. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> good? Whoa. Oh, we offended her. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there, there is more than TV static behind those eyes. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> Some water? Some, some water. Some water for the worker, man. <laughs> I got, got me in my second water. <laughs> we are here to talk about the films of Rudy Ray Moore. Yes. If you're unfamiliar with Rudy Ray Moore, he was a comedian in the 70s. Yeah. Who uh, created a character known as Dolomite, which blew up. And uh, yeah, he had a prolific film career from the 70s. Yes. Uh, from 75 all the way to, I think, 78. Mm hmm. He uh, created, well, he didn't create him himself, but... Him and a team. Yeah, him and a team uh, put together four fucking great movies. Yeah, and, you know, he would go on to be uh, super influential to many people. Yes. Guys like Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Snoop Dogg at one point said there would be no Snoop Dogg without Rude Raymore. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, he's super influential. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He's very funny. He's very creative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna jump in because we got four movies to talk about. Yeah, we, we, we gotta we gotta go. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. This fat boy hungry. I need caffeine. Johnny hungry. J- 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 Johnny hungry. <laughs> Matt hungry. <laughs> I had some uh, free truck candy. It was good. Too. Yeah, this is yeah, good. It was really good. <laughs> uh, should, should I shout the people out? Sure. It was tasty. Uh, Space Cadet Candy. Yeah. Um, I got that at the Punk Rock Flea Market in Knoxville. Yeah. And they said they were setting up a Etsy store soon, so... Go get you some candy. Especially those fucking Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, those Jolly Ranchers were dope. They're so good. They were busted. They're busted. <laughs> busted with flavor. They're busted. <laughs> so first up, we have from 1975, the movie that put Rudy Raymore on the map. Directed by... Mm-hmm. Durvel Martin? Durvel Martin. Who is Willie Green. <laughs> Fuck Willie Green. <laughs> and this is Dolomite. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. So what we have here is Dolomite. He's in jail. Yes. Uh, he's been wrongfully convicted and accused of uh, stealing furs and selling drugs. Yes. Turns out that wasn't the case, because as uh, Dolomite's been in jail... Things have only been getting worse in the neighborhood. Yeah. So Queen Bee has convinced the warden of the jail, which I don't know if that's how this works. I know. <laughs> uh, to release Dolomite in order for him to go back out and figure out who is causing all the trouble and get their asses in jail. I'm pretty sure in real life there's like a, like a judicial process you have to go through. <laughs> and you have to be cleared by judges. But yeah, you, you, you know. 
So they, they released Dolomite, and the first day he mows down four motherfuckers with a machine gun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it insults them the entire time. Puts clothes on just to take them right back off. Yep. <laughs> to have sex in the limo. Yes. Uh, you don't wear no cotton drawers. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, the whole plot is basically him trying to figure out who is behind the... Um, Throw him in jail. Yeah. Who 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 uh 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 framed him. Yeah. And we have a good idea who that is. That rat soup eating motherfucker, <laughs> Willie Green. Green. However, the major plot of the movie is Dolomite trying to get his club back from Willie Green. Yes. As the movie does lose direction and uh, uh the narrative of figuring out who is behind uh, selling the drugs in the neighborhood. Yes. Real quick. Yeah. He basically gets out of jail and he's like, I got you, Warren. We're gonna solve this crime. I want my club back. <laughs> I want my fucking club back. It's like uh, fucking Nick Gage appearing for that GCW belt. Yeah. Where my motherfucking gang at? Where's my club at? Yeah, so basically Willie Green is this rat soup eating motherfucker <laughs> who has taken over Dolomite's club and yeah. is probably behind all the drugs and everything in the neighborhood. However, there may be someone even higher up mm. who might be behind Willie Green. And uh, that that person, John, mm-hmm. has the power in the blood. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so that's the plot of Dolomite. Uh, what, what did you think about Dolomite? I mean, it's a fucking classic. It's an absolute classic. It's like this movie, like structurally, is a fucking mess. Yeah, like a lot of this movie is just Dolomite doing things, which I would not want it any other way because this movie is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Like even though like. <laughs> It loses its narrative real quick. Yeah. And doesn't pick it back up to like the end of the movie. No. Oh, wait. Yeah. We got to take out the, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and like, fucking uh, Dolomite has nothing to do <laughs> with the the uh, the higher up. No. The higher power, if you will. Yeah, the higher power. Yeah. He really don't. It's the it's the cop yeah. who wrote the movie, Jerry Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't <laughs> It, it, it's a strangely structured movie. Like somehow it feels like real life, mm-hmm. but at the same time it feels like a different world completely. Yeah, it's it's so fucking fun. Man. Like every once in a while he'll go do something. Like he finds this uh, this this heroin addict. I can't remember his name. Creepy. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And like interrogates him. Like what's going on? Who's selling these drugs? But that's like halfway into the movie. Yeah. And before that he's just gone around and just like. Talked to Queen Bee about getting his club back yeah. and like met up with some old people and like yeah. and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be doing something. <laughs> and then he goes, does it for like one scene. And then he's just out in a parking lot telling jokes to some friends. <laughs> he does a whole nine uh not 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 nine eleven. That was way before this is way before that. He has a whole Titanic bit in the fucking parking lot, yeah. which is hilarious. It is very funny. And then at the end of the movie he's like, Oh yeah, 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 there's more to this actually. Yeah. <laughs> And the fact that nobody gets the uh the their uh no, no one gets anything in on Dolomite. No, Dolomite buries everybody. He is Hogan. He's Hogan, John Cena, if you will. Yeah, he's getting he, his shit in. He's getting <laughs> he's getting his shit in. Uh, it's like at one point these uh, two cops beat him up, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right." He immediately no sells it. Immediately just gets him and whoops their ass. <laughs> and the thing I love about it too is like you definitely could tell like as the films series went along, Rudy got better. Oh yeah, at doing kung fu and like the movies became better choreographed. Yeah, but this was definitely just Rudy just doing it. Yeah, because it's some of the worst fucking kung fu I've ever seen in a movie. Like he just kind of hop skips and like shit kicks over to fucking the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so fun though. But yeah, that's the biggest problem with the movie is that it just kind of meanders along and it doesn't really like it doesn't really 
go anywhere. No, it's but most, as, as we said, it's mostly Dolomite doing things. But Rudy Raymore is so fucking charming and oh so good God. in the role that like it does not matter. The fact that he didn't get more roles mm-hmm. after Dolomite and after the other three, it's it's a fucking shame. Like, really, he just got great facial expressions mm-hmm. and he's just really funny and he's just so charismatic that like the fact the movie just kind of is just plodding along and doesn't really have any true yeah. direction at all. You know, like I, at times it feels like there couldn't have been a if there, if there was a script they didn't follow it. No, and they definitely just added scenes in as they went. <laughs> yeah, is what it feels like. You know what I mean? Apparently, like, there was a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes that uh, they were honestly thinking that this movie was not even going to come out. Yeah. Apparently, Dervil Martin was not a very good director. No, but he's a, he's very fun in this movie. Though. Oh yeah, Willie Green is a great villain. Oh my god. And like too, it's like <laughs> there's a scene in the movie where like he shows up to his club. Yeah. Right. The whole thing is about getting that club back. Right. Yeah. Like so it's like how's he gonna pull that off? He just storms in, goes into the <laughs> office, cuts the carpet up. There's some money there. And he's like, here it is. Give me my club back. Give me my club back, and that's it. That's it. He's, he's got the club back. Yep. <laughs> Open it not, baby. Let's go. Open the knot. <laughs> you got some fucking prince looking asses. Oh my god! And some of the worst outfits I've ever seen. <laughs> and also, the the two cops in this cannot be the whitest two I've ever seen. He's got life. the whitest teeth I've ever seen. Who? The one of the cops. Oh yeah, his teeth are shining, man. I was like, God damn, I couldn't stop looking at him. In my notes, I put, are these two mayonnaise-eating motherfuckers the only cops in town? Which does feel that way. And they're like, they're dirty cops, and you expect that to go somewhere, too. It does. But then it feels like it gets to the end of the movie, and they're like, oh, fuck, we forgot about the two dirty cops. We gotta pay that off. Throw them in jail. Yeah, fuck it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite characters in the movie is the priest. Oh, the priest is so good, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just has, like... All the like dirty dealings behind the scenes. Because like the first time you see him, he's like talking about like we're gonna rise up, we're gonna yeah. we don't need the man to tell us what to do and how to live our lives. And then the cops come in and he's like, Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like is he even a priest? Like what is he? You I know? don't know. He's funny as fuck, oh. And like the scene with the guys in the caskets is great. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And the, my favorite scene with him where he's like, he's like, would you say you're a, a holy man, sir? You better believe it. You know, I'm the man of the Lord. <laughs> Why are you hiding that woman in the closet? What, what? you getting at? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, you, you can definitely see the influence of this movie, though. Oh, for sure, like, man. Throughout, like, uh, I, I guess, black exploitation cinemas. Yeah, the, black exploitation cinema, but as well as like eighties like comedies as oh, well. Oh yeah, you know, like the, the format of this movie follows like that pretty pretty well. You know what I mean? Like honestly, like in my in my brain, like with comes like the story of this, the you know the kind of loose story of it. I like you can draw a direct line between Dolomite and like Friday. For sure, yeah. Because of just how, like, it, it almost becomes like a day in a life story. Yeah, like a snapshot in time of, the, of this guy. Yeah. For sure. Even, like, some Eddie Murphy stuff, too. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, like, Dolomite's such a fucking good movie, man. It's, it's so much so fun. fun. It's yeah. so funny. And, you know, the Vinegar Syndrome release is great because it's the first time, like, in home video you got to see it without the boom mic. <laughs> but you can watch that version, too. Yeah. Because they put forever on home video, they put it in the wrong aspect ratio. Yeah. <laughs> There's just boom mics everywhere. Yeah, just boom mics everywhere. Which you can still kind of see them in the cleaned up version that there's they did. There's still moments where the boom mic comes sneaking in. Like, there's definitely a part, 
uh, cl- close to the beginning when uh, Rudy's in jail, mm-hmm. where you can see like a little bit of like a, like a furry to, looking something starts in the to corner. Dip in a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's, like dip it in, it's in the corner of the screen. I'm like, what is that? Like, is this like some kind of like dust in the camera? And then I was like, hang on, let me go to the other version. And then you could just see the whole ass boom mic. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. <laughs> That's the boom mic right That's there. the boom mic. <laughs> it's, oh God, this movie's so fun. Yeah, like the characters are great. It's super fun. It's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. It's got ridiculous, like, action set pieces in it that are not that good, but still really good. Ridiculous dialogue. Yeah. Like, it, you know, and of course you get the whole Rudy Raymore bits in, in there too, where he's doing his little stand up, and that's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ultimately, the movie's just, it's just a ball. Yeah, I had an amazing time watching it. Yeah, it's a blast. It's so much fun. Um,. Like I, I'd seen all these but human tornado going in to this episode, so it was uh it was it was a, it was a blast rewatching uh, Dolomon. Uh, Rudy Raymore. Before we move on, no yeah. one cusses like Rudy Raymore. No, no one says motherfucker like Rudy Raymore. <laughs> it's so good, dude. The infamous is uh, like the the inflection on fuh when he says motherfucker is so good. <laughs> it's so good, yeah. <laughs> And like the term rat soup eating motherfucker. Rat soup eating motherfucker. We've been saying that all week. Oh my god. Like we've been trying to get this episode out and trying to get it done. And behind the scenes we've just been like rat soup eating motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and shit like that. So this went from like an independent film to like it blew the fuck up, man. Yeah. Like it did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Which led into the sequel. Yeah. In 1976, so a year later. Yes. This time, not directed by DeRavelle. No. Willie Green is, is gone. Yeah, <laughs> Will, Willie Green, the, the Rassy Beat motherfucker, is gone. <laughs> <laughs> this time, it's directed by, and help me with this, Matt. Cliff Rogemore? 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 I don't know. Or Rogemore? I don't know. Rogemore. Uh, Mike, the best of names. This time, we have... The Human Tornado. Yes. I forgot this was uh, the next one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought Petey Weedstraw was the next one, but it's not. No, no, no. Uh, oh, by the way, I said 78, 79. 79, yeah. Last, uh... So, this movie, once again, we're following Dolomite. Yes. Of course. And he's living his best life mm-hmm. after the, the, the events of Dolomite. Everything's going well. Yeah. When a group of <laughs> immense racist cops... Yes. Like... Their whole existence is just to be racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Decides to break in on a party that Dolomite is throwing just yeah. because they're a bunch of black guys having fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, once they get there, they find out that the sheriff's wife is banging Dolomite. Yeah. So the sheriff kills his wife. And it's like, why'd you do that, Dolomite? <laughs> yeah, it's like that Eric Andre bit. Yeah. It's like, he shoots Hannibal on the chest. Who killed Hannibal? (laughs) (laughs) Dolomite takes off. It's a chase. And uh, he eventually blows up the cop's car and kills them all, or at least we think we do. Turns out he didn't kill the sheriff, but he killed the other cops. Yeah, I thought I I thought it was like, well, that plot point's dead. (laughs) (laughs) So it's time to hoof off to California. Yes. Which I thought that's where they were the whole entire time in both movies, but apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. I don't know where the fuck they were. Now we're off to California. (laughs) To California. Where he is going to meet up with Queen Bee once again. And, yes, and get, pick his life back up there in California, doing the things he was doing. Everybody run gets, a club, run the club. <laughs> Clubs are very important in these movies. All four, yes, they have something to do with the club. Yes, so we get to fucking California. We find out that Queen Bee's club has been shut down. Yeah, and that her and some girls of hers have been kidnapped by this rat soup eating motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
named Cavaletti, who is uh, a mafia boss. He's an underling of a mafia boss. Oh, he's an underling. Yes. Okay, yeah. So now it's up to Dolomite and his crew of badasses and kung fu fighting chicks. Yes. Which we didn't bring that up with Dolomite. Yeah, there's kung fu fighting chicks. There's just so much happening in Dolomite. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's a chaotic movie. And somehow, Human Tornado almost surpasses the level of insanity of the original. Yes. Which we'll get to that. Yes. But yeah, it's up to him and his kung fu fighting chicks and his friends to take out Calavetti and save mm-hmm. the girls and get Queen Bee's club back. Also, I, I want to bring this up. Then the racist cop returns, too. And then it's like, oh, no. It's like, oh, no, the racist bastard's here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just, I just want to bring up that... Rudy Ray Moore in these movies, like all four, mm-hmm. has some of the most. Well, well not all four, because uh, this Godfather does not have any. I don't think, but has some of the strangest sex scenes you'll ever see. Dude, yeah, we had to talk about how we not bring this up, dude. Like outside of Petey Weedstraw, yeah, which has the most enthusiastic sex scene. Yeah, these are the least enthusiastic, like nonchalant yeah. mundane sex angel ever seen a movie it's so weird like it's like he does not give a shit <coughs> he's like oh, fuck okay alright fine <laughs> we'll fuck yeah <laughs> and I'll dick you down here we go <laughs> I'll dick you down <laughs> yeah it's like it's like it's not like a big concern to him at all. Yeah, he does not care. No, which is interesting because like it seems like the opposite of a lot of like heroes in movies of the time. Right? Yeah, which was all about like save the day, get the girl. Yeah, he's all about getting that club. He's all, he all he cares about is the fucking club, the club man. Which he's about he's making them stacks, man. Yeah, he's ch- what, they, what was that? What does Alex Clone say? Chase the bag or something like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bag. He's chasing the bag, man. But uh, yeah, so this movie like Dolomite definitely was not grounded in reality no it was very over the top as well but this movie's even more over the top this one is insane you could tell that they had a bigger budget for this one and knew a little bit more what they were doing yeah and I think Human Tornado is the movie that Rudy was trying to make with Dolomite yeah in fact I've heard him say that Human Tornado was his favorite of the films he made really yeah because I think he got to do a lot of the things he wanted to do in Dolomite in this one yeah you know like the fight scenes are a little better choreographed even though they're all sped up and it looks really weird yeah it's very weird uh there's shit like you know car crashes and explosions the the instant replay oh my god dive is one of my favorite scenes in the movie he's like holy shit we gotta see that shit (laughs) 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 so fun yeah like this one's like so much more on the top it's more action based it's like it's more grand there's a lot more people there's a lot more characters a lot more you know action stuff there's a lot of shit going on yeah, you know, like it, the plot is a little more dense. It's a little more. It's it has a little more direction. It still kind of gets off the rails. Yeah, you know, there's still points where it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, what's yeah. happening? Like we ain't got time to fuck. We're supposed to be finding Queen Bee's girls. <laughs> that happens in Dolomite as well, though. It does. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like, oh god, we gotta figure out what's going on. Well, gotta fuck. Gotta fuck. <laughs> it's like, all right. When in doubt, gotta fuck. <laughs> it's like, well, there's not a, you know a whole situation happening that we gotta take. This care. one takes a strangely surreal turn at one yes. point where he goes to Cavaletti's main girl <laughs> right yeah and he's gonna I guess fuck the information out of her yeah cause they find out she's a nymphomaniac or some shit like that yeah, it's some weird and like he hypnotizes her yeah with this painting of this black guy <laughs> and she starts fantasizing about being in this like I don't even know it's like a room but with a big toy box yeah and a and those like letter box yeah like you can like you had this kid that you can stack up spell yeah. things right so you learned the alphabet 
and <laughs> the toy box opens up and it's just this like row after row of like jacked black dudes. <laughs> like go down a slide yes and then it like cuts to her like with her legs spread and they're like just sliding down the slide <laughs> and he's like <laughs> every time they go down they like they have Rudy's voice he's like where's Cavaletti's house <laughs> where's Cavaletti's house <laughs> it's so insane and like it cuts and it's like him like having sex with her and like the room is shaking and like the yeah. roof is falling down and it's like in pink flamingos when they lick the yeah wall, like, like, like the it's room. a tornado like a literal human tornado yeah. and like the bed's spinning and shit and like <laughs> yeah it's wild man <laughs> it's so fucking wild <laughs> that, i did not expect that to happen <laughs> i kind of forgot about that scene then it started happening i was like oh yeah dude it's one of the weirdest sex scenes i've ever seen it's bizarre man but like i said i I feel like that's because this was Rudy getting to like truly do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Right. The first one, they were limited with what they could do. Right. Well, he, I think this was still fairly low budget, but like they had more money to play with than they did the first one. Yeah. It wasn't like uber low budget yeah, yeah, in yeah, comparison. Yeah. Especially since Dolomite did so well. You yeah. Know? Which I did not know Dolomite did as well as it did. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with the scene where uh, he's roasting people, and that's fucking excellent. Oh, my God. Again, they, they paid to come in here. And he's yeah. just roasting everything. He's telling that man on. that his lips are so big, if he stuck him out the window, they beat him to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, fuck, Rudy, man. Why you got to do people like this? <laughs> he's, like, just calling people fat, too. Yeah, dude. It's fucking incredible. Oh, God. This... This movie's fucking insane. It's so much fun. I will say, I think I do still prefer the original Double Mind. I think I it was just the, the low budget nature of Double Mind adds such a charm to it. Yeah. That this one does feel a little less genuine, maybe at times. Yeah. You know, this feels like, I feel like for us, it's like Evil Dead versus Evil, Evil Dead, Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could totally see people being like, oh, Human Tornado's better. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the charm of Double Mind's just a little stronger. Yeah, I agree. Um,. Yeah, yeah. This this one, it's so this also has weird. the most bizarre soundtrack of any of them too. It does. Yeah. Like every other movie has like you know the like kind of funk R and B disco yeah. kind of music. This just has straight bizarre synth. Yeah, it sounds just like someone a, just fucking around with a Thurman. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's so bizarre. And like I said, all the fight scenes are in like fast motion, and I don't know if that's just because Rudy wasn't very good at kung fu, or if, uh, <laughs> yeah, or if that was a stylistic choice. Yeah, I mean, could uh, be either way, two. it covers up whatever he was trying to cover up. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, it so. does. Uh, it also has an early appearance by the legendary Ernie Hudson yes. of Ghostbusters fame, who has gives actually the best performance in the movie. Well, or one of the one of the friends of Rudy Dolmat yeah. dies, and he's like, he's like, he ain't dead, he's just sleeping. Yeah, like you actually like your moment, you're like, oh man, like all of a sudden. This got really heavy. Yeah, I, I remember like there's definitely some shit that happened throughout the week for us, mm -hmm. and we were we, and we were trying to watch watch this. I was like, I'm not going to cry watching a human tornado. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not going to cry at this. <laughs> watching a Dolomite movie. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's because it's Dark Hudson. Dark Hudson's yeah. a great actor, you know. Oh yeah, and that's really cool. That's like, and I think in like it's either Disco Godfather. Or Dolomite, uh, Keith David is like one of the like uh, one of the like club attendees. Really? Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Human Tornado takes more of a, as you said, surreal approach. Yeah, it just it's just cartoony. It becomes comic book esque. Oh yeah, it's it's super Looney Tunes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like th that's how it describes me. It, oh god, it's we, very we, much like a almost like a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. We even talk about when he starts doing the, the kung fu. He starts making those weird noises. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> Rudy Raymore has the loosest neck I've ever seen. He does. He gets that shit moving. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're fucked now. 
now, boy. Oh, you, you, yeah, you're done. Once Rudy hits a, you're done. <laughs> That's it. He's about to whip KO, your ass. It's over. He's about to whip your ass. He's listening to the Shadow Realm. He does that pee wee trying to, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I don't, I, it's so wild. <laughs> the fuck was that? Sounds almost screamed. <laughs> Big Rudy Raymore fan up there. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking massive Rudy Ray Moore fan, especially after do, uh, prepping for this. Yeah, oh, like, my God. Yeah, Human Tornado is super fun. Like I said, it almost feels like a live-action Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Times. Like a vulgar Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Because they are vulgar. These movies oh, are like... Oh, my God. These movies are blue as fuck. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. These movies are getting art based on language. <laughs> language. Alone. Yeah. Fucking excellent movie, man. Oh, yeah. I, I adore Human Tornado and Dolomite. And that's the end of the Dolomite series. I, there was another one, but I reckon it's not strong well again it was way later too it was like what 90s 2000s yeah like that. yeah and i reckon rudy wasn't very happy with the way it came out mm. but you know it's unfortunate there wasn't more like i think dolomite had more legs underneath it you know yeah it's, it's a shame that it didn't really get to like keep going so i was looking at the roles that rudy was in after these it's like one of the only things that pops up is like he was in a fucking icp movie yeah just like man that's disappointing. Yeah. He, he went down the juggle road. He was like big money hustlers or something oh, like man. that. I'm like, man. He went down he went down the, the juggalo road. Uh, he, they paid him. That's fine. So <laughs> you know. So next up, we have the first non Dolomite film with yes. Rudy Raymore. This is 1978, or 78, 77, excuse 77, me. 77, yes. Also uh, directed by Cliff Roquemore. Roquemore. This is Pity Weed Straw, <laughs> the devil's son-in-law, which is a great theme song. Fucking oh love God. that theme song. The the beginning of this movie is so good, too. Mm. It's just him like in this like almost like hellscape by club, almost. Yeah. He's like, I'm Pity Weed Straw, yeah. the devil's son-in-law. Yeah, giving his, like, his, like, the cadence, the way he, like, does those, like, yeah. Yeah. Rhymes are so good, but yeah, this one is about Petey Weestraw, <laughs> who was a real person. Yeah, he was a blues musician in real life, who as a lot of people believe sold his soul to the devil to be as good as he was. You know, yeah, kind of that classic tale, tale you've heard a thousand times. Robert was it Johnson. Robert, Robert? Yeah, Robert Johnson, Johnson yeah. stuff like that. Um, but in this one, he's a comedian, of course. Yes. <laughs> he yes. might as well just be Dolomite, but it's Pee Wee Straw. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, you know, he kind of starts the show. We start the movie off with him roasting people at a club. And- Dude, oh my god. Yeah, someone like at the club gets upset at something he says. He's like, "Shut, shut up, shut your ugly ass up!" What <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, hey? So you know he's having he has a successful comedy career going. Yeah, and he decides to take his act on the road. Yes. So he meets up with some friends and he's gonna open uh, his act at another mm-hmm. town. Uh, how, however, down the road we have Leroy and Skillet, <laughs> two more rats who beat motherfuckers, rats who beat motherfuckers who are dumbasses. <laughs> God, who uh, decide who uh, uh, they get? They borrow money from this rich guy. Yeah, who we get ideal that probably has like some criminal ties. Yeah, to open up a club of their own. Mm-hmm. You know, and have fun and tell jokes, and it's gonna be a big party, right? Yeah. However, they find out that Petey Wheatstraw is open in the same night. Yeah, like oh shit, he's gonna fucking kill us. Yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> he's gonna bury our asses. It's it's over. Yeah. So at first they're like, hey, Petey, you know we know we know we owe you a lot of money and shit. Yeah. But how would you feel about taking some money to not open? And he's like, listen to your rats are beating motherfucker. <laughs> I'm opening. I'm opening this shit. And they're like, oh fuck. Oh, okay. Fuck. What do we do? Uh, let's kill it. <laughs> it escalates pretty quickly. 
<laughs> yeah, so they had these two goons who were following these two guys around who were putting up Pete Wheat straw posters. Yeah. You know, to advertise for a show. And it escalates to one of them shooting and killing the little boy of the two. Yeah, whoa. That was that. The, uh, the microphone boxes slid over. Oh, anyways. Um, killing the boy, right? Yeah. So they go, and they're having their funeral, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. When, when the same fuckers show up and mow down the entire funeral fucking, ex- what is it called? Funeral? Uh, uh, funeral party? Yeah. Something like that. Funeral possession, possession, something like that. Mow down the whole fucking thing. Yeah. With, with a fucking Tommy gun. Shoot them all. Yeah. Killing Petey Wheatstraw. And the mom of the boy and everything. <laughs> Killing everybody. everybody. Which is, I'm like, what the fuck? It's so like, dark. What a time to pull off the fucking hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. During a fucking funeral. Yeah, they just mowed down everybody. When this strange older gentleman shows up mm-hmm. and tells Petey to get up. And we find out that is the devil. The devil. And he decides that he is going to uh, give Rudy and, you know, people who were mowed down yeah killed yeah a chance to come back mm-hmm. on one stipulation yes if he marries his daughter and yes. becomes the devil's son-in-law but it turns out that she's apparently ugly as hell <laughs> which is so fucking ridiculous yeah. that's my favorite part of the movie where he's like of course I'll marry your daughter and then he hands her the picture and he's like oh Ooh. oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like, oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Does he say something like, I'd rather be dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah. All right, fine. Yeah, fine. he decides to finally do it because he can he can exact revenge on yeah. Leroy and Skillet as well. <laughs> so using the powers that the devil gives him in this staff. Yeah. Uh, he begins to exact his revenge on Leroy and Skillet. <laughs> yeah. However, he he's not looking to fulfill his end of the bargain with no. the devil. And that's where the, the shenanigans begin. Oh, yeah. I meant to talk about this. The birth of Petey Wheat Straw is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, I almost forgot. He's born like a fucking grown boy. Yeah. Punches the doctor and shit. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, this movie rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this may be my favorite. I think this is my favorite of the of the, of the Rudy Raymore joints. It's been Rudy Raymore joints. It's, for me, it's between this one and Dolomite. Yeah, it, this movie is just so much fucking fun, man. Yeah, like again, you want to talk about like a live action Looney Tunes cartoon? That's oh what this movie God. is. You know what I mean? Like. This one has, like, so much fun shit in it, like... This know. one has one of the best facial reactions ever. Oh, my God, when the fucking demons, which just have these little red horns, which I think is so yeah. funny, kick in, and he's just like, <laughs> I think it's got some of the best jokes of any of the Rudy Raymore movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. they all land really well. Fucking... The, the movie actually has a real good direction. Yes. It doesn't get lost in the mix <laughs> too much. Like, it follows what's happening. It's like, all right, you know, here's our plot, or subplot. Yeah. You know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take both of them to their fruition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I find that Petey Weed Straw is my favorite of the Rudy Raymore films. It's so fun, man. Um, I do feel like it does like s- slightly lose direction a bit, but besides, uh, besides that, it's the most on track mm-hmm. of all of them. Um, it, like, I, I, like the main story arc pretty much is done. With thirty minutes left in the movie, yeah, but then the subplot—that's the payoff. The yeah. devil's son-in-law part of the movie. Oh as well. yeah, yeah. 
it has like some of my favorite scenes in any of Ray Ramor's movies too, mm-hmm. with the fucking scene where he's walking down the street using the staff. Yeah. To help people and shit like that. Yeah. That scene's so fucking funny. The, the boy almost gets hit by the car. Yeah. <laughs> Which he d- d- damn makes that kid cry for real. Well, because he takes a shoot comb and like runs it through his damn hair. Yeah. You did that shit to me. I'd <laughs> cry my ass off too, man. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This movie's so fucking funny. There's also a scene where the devil's in the track suit and he's like jogging to the fucking club. Yeah. And they're playing on how to get Rudy out of this. That shit's so fucking funny. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, Pee Wee Straw may be my favorite. Yeah, it's just a super fucking fun movie, man. And like a good one for Halloween time, actually. Yeah. Like, it is straight up a, I would say it's comedy first. Yeah. But it is horror comedy, you know? Yeah. Um, Comedy horror. Yeah, yeah comedy horror. But yeah, I don't know. Like this, I think it has Rudy's best performance too, mm-hmm. as any of the characters. I mean, it's still kind of just Dolomite. Yeah, but it don't matter. It's still great. Yeah, it's Rudy being Rudy. Yeah, for sure. And you know, he's over the top and hilarious. And there's a great running gag oh in the movie God. where every time he tries to have sex with this one chick, something happens. Yes, that's really fucking funny. Just like oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> she's always worried about her apartment. Yeah, that shit's great. The end of the movie is pretty dark, actually. Yeah, but really but funny. It, but yeah, it's dark, but it's actually really funny. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very solid fucking movie. It's just excellent, man. Pee Wee Straw. Like, if I had to recommend one movie this week, I think Pee Wee Straw would be the one I recommend. Oh yeah, the Dolomite. Yeah. But uh, next up, next, next, next. Damn, we got through these fast, huh? I can tell you, if we have. We're in about thirty something minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we slow down a little bit? I don't know. We got one more to talk about. Yeah. This one is not directed by Cliff Rockmore. No, this is directed by J. Robert w- Wagner. <laughs> I accidentally Wagner. clicked on Dolomite in my notes right then. Yeah. And saw Dorvel Martin. I was like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> wait. <laughs> and this is the one I was the least familiar with. I'd only seen it one time going into this one. Yes. Uh, I've only seen most of these once, except for Human Tornado. I had seen... The three several times yeah. except for this one. This is the Disco Godfather. A uh, Disco Godfather uh, takes more of a uh, a serious approach, yeah. while also being super surrealistic, especially towards the end. Yeah, where the other two movies are straightforward, just wacky slapstick comedy. This movie is definitely more akin to something, you know, like a, like a more of a dramedy. Yeah, almost where it's like. It is. It is comedy. You know. There's. Yeah. Hello. Sorry about that. <laughs> My mic trying to cut out. God, we're gonna get new mics. We're gonna get new goddamn mics. Oh, I got money for this, Matt. I don't either. I gotta buy shit. I got. I gotta buy movies. I gotta buy movies. Watch. I gotta buy stuff I'm not gonna want. I gotta pay you back for the corn shucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> the corn shucker. Goddamn corn shucker. That fucking. Corn. I had to have it. I know. Like, as soon as I went to Grindhouse and saw that, I was like. John's gonna want that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so yeah, this one's definitely a little more serious for sure. Yeah. Like this takes a little more like a dramatic turn. Yes, it's all about uh, PCP, angel dust, whatever you want to call it, the whack, the whack, attack the whack, attack the whack, or whack attack, or something. Like that, that was the weirdest part of the movie. Like whack attack, and I'm like, no, no. The thing behind you says attack the whack. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah. So what we have here, we have the Disco Godfather. I don't remember this one being as weird towards the end as it is. It never gets surreal. Yeah. But because it's about drugs. Yeah. You know. So we have the Disco Godfather, which, what's his name? It's like, was it like Tucker or something Tucker like that? Tucker or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up. You can if you want to. Okay. Who is an ex-cop 
who is now a uh, DJ at a club. Yes. Of course. And his, his catchphrase is, put some weight on it. Put some weight on it. Put your weight on it. He says that so many fucking times in this movie. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he just holds discos, you know, and he parties around. Except for one day, one of the kids that comes to his disco is... Uh, fucked on uh, Angel Dust. Yeah. He, he He's convinced to take Angel Dust, and it fucks him up big time. Yes. Right? He ends up in the hospital, and he thinks his arm's gotten cut off. And yeah, His name's Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like, well, who did this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it becomes... He decides to join back with the police force to kind of figure out who is spreading the Angel Dust in the community. And yes. to stop the spread of Angel Dust in the community. And turns out it's another rat soup-eating motherfucker. Rat soup-eating motherfucker. I don't remember this one's name, though. I don't either. He's definitely the most forgettable of the villains in these movies. Except for he... He's actually not, and I'll tell you why. Because he looks weird as hell? He looks like he's not from planet Earth. <laughs> he looks like a man in black who... Uh, he looks like Idris Cold. Yeah, injured Cold, yeah. He's just like, sugar water. I need some sugar water. He's an alien. He does look like an alien. He doesn't look real. No. Like, he... Okay. Like... It looks like everything on him looks fake. <laughs> it does. It was like you like he has almost like an uncanny valley look to him. Yeah, everyone's like, like you're like I know he's human, but there's something off. Yeah, we watched this one together as well, and we we're watching it. Every time he popped on the screen, it was it was either me or you. We both go like God. This <laughs> is just a strange looking man. It is a strange looking man. But uh, yeah, this movie, like you said, it's definitely more dramatic. Yeah. Uh, it is really good, but I will say it's it's a it drags. It does drag. There's like three long, long, long disco scenes. Yeah, that two of them have no bearing on the movie at all. Not at all. And it's just like, okay, come on. I get that you've done a really good job choreographing this dancing, and that that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does look good. We have a whole movie to get to. But God, there's a plot to get to. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's a scene in the movie where they're just going around beating up drug dealers or something like that, yeah. too, which I'm like, all right, you know, we still have to figure out the source of the drugs, right? Mm. You know, we, st- we still got we still got plot to finish here. Yes. That's the biggest problem with the movie is, like, where in Dolomite, it's so wacky and goofy and over the top that he can get away with kind of meandering along and kind of, yeah. like, you know, not <laughs> getting into the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. Where in this one, because it's kind of more serious, it, 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 it causes the movie to really, really slow down <laughs> yeah this one's definitely not the better of the four no it's probably my least favorite i still ended up really liking it though i do like it i, I do think it is a very solid movie mm-hmm. but i do think with a couple of like especially edits i feel like this would have been uh even better but um i do like the idea of you know rudy's character uh taking on a more serious approach yeah and rudy does a really good job yeah in the more serious role as well, like he, but he actually tackles the dramatic scenes really well. Yes, uh, you know I, it was something I was kind of curious about because it's like, you know, in Pete Weeks Draw and Human Tornado and Dolomite, he's so over the top and yeah. so goofy that how he would tackle these more dramatic set pieces. And one thing I will say is I do miss the cussing in this one. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely toned down a lot. This one is yeah. that's the way to describe it. It's toned down. Yeah. In every aspect. Like there's less sex, there's less violence, there's less cussing, yeah. there's less comedy. It's not as over the top tonally. Yeah. Which I do kind of wish it still had like it feels like they they had Rudy toned down everything. Yeah. I wonder if you watched this one first without knowing anything about Dolomite if it would actually be better. Uh, because you don't know what Rudy can be. 
Yeah, which so I, you don't have any expectations going into it. Which that actually happened with me. Oh yeah, we we were at uh, you know Amanda's house mm-hmm. and we watched uh, uh, Disco Godfather one day. I had not watched Dolomite. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched any of this stuff. So yeah, I think I liked it more then mm-hmm. than I did uh, this watch. So you kind of came down on it. And I went up on it. Yeah, just because I do really like the plot, I like this idea of like the like you know trying to figure out who's selling the drugs, and like I really like the ta- aspect too is like when they take the PCP. Yeah, they actually like you get to see their hallucinations. Yes, and that shit's shot really cool. I like it the is, way it's done. Yeah. You know, this is probably the best shot. Movie uh, this is the best made of yeah. any of them. Like it's it shot the best. It's acted the best. Yeah, the, the sound is better. Everything about it is better other than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which, it, I, I, again, I don't think this movie's bad by any means. No, definitely not. I do think it's the, the weakest of the bunch, mm-hmm. but uh, I still highly recommend watching it, of course. Yeah, I think it's a, I think, I think it's a really good movie, and I, it's a great like departure for Rudy. I just don't think the, the Angel Dust story is as strong no. as the others. No, probably not. But I think it's also too because it just you know it it has that one focus where the other movies is like it's all over the place. Yeah, and, and you get Rudy gets to shine yeah. more in those movies as far as his comedic performances go. Yes, yeah, true. There still is like a little bit of like kung fu fighting in this one. There is. And there's no. <laughs> yeah, there's no <laughs> which is it's just amazing. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I do think I like this one definitely the least. Put your weight on it, Matt. Put your weight on it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But I, don't, I don't know. He really wants you to put your weight on it. Put your weight on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, the, the, like I said, the things I like about it the most is I, I like to get to see Rudy uh, be more dramatic. Oh, yeah. I love the way the movie's shot. I think it looks really good. Yeah, the, I think The, the disco scenes, though, they drag on and, you know, take away from the, you know, story of the movie. Yeah. Uh, are shot amazingly. Yeah, very well. Uh, the music's really good in the movie. Yeah. Jerry Jones is back, hmm. who I think is an underrated aspect of all these movies. Yeah, he really is. He's He usually always plays the cop. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Except for in this one, he's a doctor, but he's still technically a cop because he's trying to solve a crime. <laughs> yeah, he's still an investigator. Yeah, <laughs> even though he's a doctor. It's uh, very weird. He's excellent, as yeah. always. Um, like I said, the story like the story's actually stronger in this one than the other ones. It's just... Yeah. It, it, it just it takes too many liberties with its like set pieces yeah and it doesn't move at a swift pace right. like you want you know the pacing is the problem with the movie yeah uh, i do think the ending of this one is a bit dark it is dark like it it's one of the movies where you know without spoiling anything you know rudy doesn't kind of like come out on top no you know which i guess peter weed's draw technically too but yeah that's done differently that's more comedic this is done in a very serious kind of manner yeah you know i really love the ending of this movie too that that's one of the things that brought it up in my estimation yeah where i was kind of sitting at a certain rating and it bumped up for me because of that ending because it's like yeah you, know, you get to see the not just the way the hallucinations are shot it's almost it's almost bruce lee in a way yeah where it's kind of like game of death or not game of death but uh enter the dragon like yeah. not to compare you know the kung fu <laughs> and enter the dragon to fucking you know disco godfather, disco godfather. But, but it has that similar thing where it's like you know he's in the room of mirrors and he's trying to figure out which one's real and which one isn't yeah kind of similar here where it's like yeah. Rudy's trying to figure out you know he's been he's been doped and he's trying to figure out what's the hallucination what's real you know yeah 
Um, I, I, do, I do feel like if, if, if the pacing was better, this would be a better movie overall. I do too. I honestly do feel like I need to watch this one again mm-hmm. to get a full grasp of everything this time with, you know, Dolomite and all the other movies in, in perspective. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I tried to originally like judge this one based upon the prior movies and like how much I enjoyed those yeah. with this one and I shouldn't have done that. I think it's a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when you see reviews online of this movie, a lot of people are like, it's good, but... Yeah, it's good, but... Kind of thing where it's like, you know... Without, you know, when you when you compare it to Dolomite and Human Tornado and Pete Weech Draw, it definitely just doesn't hold up to those two, those three. I mean, yeah, and the idea of disco, especially now, is dated. It's very dated. very dated. Yeah, but all these movies are a little dated. Yeah, as I, far as like I, concepts and you know clothing and yeah. That's the other thing is cl- uh, his clothing in these movies are so extravagant, <laughs> so over the top. It's but I love that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still really like Disco Godfather. I just think that like I didn't. I'm not saying I hate it by any means. I don't want. I don't want you to think I hate it. Mm. I I do really enjoy it. I, I do 1,000 percent agree. Where it's like if the pacing was a little better, I think the movie would have been stronger. Yeah. Um. It just like there's just there's there's too many moments where the movie kind of just meanders along. Right. Where it's like I get what they're doing. Yeah. But at the same time. It kind of feels like we're just dragging things out. Yeah, we're making that ninety minutes. Yeah, instead of like moving the story along, there is a great, there's a great thing where it's like Rudy and this guy who looks kind of like Lionel Richie. Yeah, who's just like apparently just a badass because he just goes around and beats people's ass and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I do like that a lot. Where it's like this is so weird. He yeah, he just walks around shirtless the entire movie. Yeah, just beating people's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, who <laughs> does is he this? have a name? Like, who is this? I don't know. Awesome, we forgot to mention in human uh, is it human tornado or is it another one? I kind of get the- they do kind of start to like blend together after a while. Or there's just this giant jacked motherfucker that Rudy has the fight. Oh, that's human tornado, I think. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. That's wild. That is wild. That's very much straight of like a Shaw Brothers thing. Yeah. Almost, you know? It's like the boss before the final yeah. boss. Yeah. <laughs> like before you get the boss, who's kind of just a snobbly little smarmy little son of a bitch. Yeah. You got to get to the big motherfucker. Yeah. No, actually, that might have been... That's this one. That's Disco. Is that this one? Yeah, because okay. that's the one where he's like, get the mask off me. Yes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I, the I, last... <sighs> 10 minutes of this movie is just a straight like hallucination martial arts fight out too oh yeah like there's just people just fighting it's martial arts fighting and there's just tons of hallucinations happening at the same psychedelic time. hallucinations the payoff of this is very good it's dark too it's very dark yeah like it definitely ends on like a like a like where the Petey Weed straw ending is 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 a technically quote unquote a bad dark ending yeah it's really funny oh yeah this is just like it kind of leaves you with that whoa oh you know shit I mean? yeah like, yeah I didn't see that coming because you expect a movie like this to just end with like the bad guy gets his and everybody goes home happy yeah this is the uh, I said this is the one where it feels like Rudy's character is the most in danger yeah he's vulnerable yeah it's like even with like Petey Wheatstraw and it's ending it's like he he he's just gonna be forced to marry her yeah yeah the, the devil's daughter with this one he's in a very fucked it's fu- life or death yeah a life or death situation mm. and it does not give you a satisfying that's the thing that's what i thought was so bold about that ending yeah where it's like 
a movie like this, you kind of expect, like, you know, like, that ending that you always see where it's, like, all the cop cars are there and people are getting loaded into the ambulance. Yeah. And they're like, good job, Rudy. Or, you know, he's not it, Rudy, but... <laughs> good job, Tucker. Yeah. Good job, you know, like, you know, we'd love to have you back on the force. <laughs> and, yeah. And be like, you know, I'd love to, but... Disco's my calling. Yeah. And like, dun, 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 the music starts playing. And he's like, put your weight on it. Yeah. That's the kind of ending you expect in this movie. Like, I literally just wrote the ending you think this movie would have. But yes. it does not. It's a very dark It's a ending. very bold ending. Yeah. Like, you know, it was very bold to, like, take that choice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I like that. I like it a lot. I think it, yeah. I think it makes this movie way more interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, it did make me think of one point I want to bring up before we wrap it up. Okay. The cop. The main cop. Yes. He's the worst fucking actor in any of these movies. Oh my god, he's horrible. <laughs> he's so bad. Like again, like I hate to like shit on someone because of like they're acting in a movie, but I don't know if this guy did anything else. Like well the, the in particular this movie I think has a lot of pretty solid performances. You know? Yeah. I, mean, I think yeah, everybody yeah. does a really good job considering like I said that this is more dramatic, less comedic. This dude is just like <sighs> Tucker, what are you trying to say? Are you saying that there may be somebody oh my God. on the inside working for us? Well, <laughs> yeah, he's... well, there's one way to find out. And you're just like, put some inflection in your voice, man. Holy shit. You're talking like a fucking recording. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Heinous. Well, is it Lieutenant, Lieutenant Frank? Yeah, I think this is the only thing he did. It's Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant he Dan. Got no legs. He got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> but ultimately, that's that's the that's the main uh, filmography of yeah. Rudy Raymore. It's a shame, like you say, he didn't really do more. But I think by the time the Disco Godfather came around, there was definitely burnout. Yeah. In the scene, you know, and I think that genre in particular, the black exploitation genre, though I know that is technically a controversial term, but you know, yeah, uh, was starting to slow down. Pretty yeah. heavily, and by the mid, by the early to mid '80s, it was kind of a gone genre, you know. Yeah. So, it's it's a shame because Rudy was such a talent that I think he deserved mm-hmm. more. And I do think that it was great that he did kind of get his flowers before he passed. Oh yeah. You know, guys like the Wu Tang Clan and Snoop Dogg and all these people mm-hmm. started like you know referencing him and bringing up his films and spreading yeah. the word about Rudy Raymore and getting it out there. And now there's a biopic about him, you know, yeah. starring yeah. Murphy. Yeah, which is. Really, I haven't seen it yet. No, but still cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I love that Rudy Raymore finally got his due. Yeah, you know, because he definitely deserved it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, Rudy is a an icon. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Icon. <laughs> um, and like a pioneer. Oh yeah. You know, pushing forward a genre. Put, put, I mean, I'd say pushing forward an entire scene. And, like, create, like not creating, because, like, you know, this was being done in the streets and, you know, clubs at the time. Yeah. But, like, you know, kind of putting uh, that ideal of, like, what would become hip-hop yeah. in, like, a movie. Right. You know, yeah. and, and putting it out there for people to see, you know. It's just Snoop Dogg, like I said, to straight up says, like, without a guy like Rudy Raymore, we wouldn't exist. Yeah. You know. He's... uh one of the most influential figures that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, he's still technically underground, you know. Yeah. Because there's probably a ton of people out there who have seen, was it My Name is Dolomont? Yeah, and who haven't seen the movie. Who don't know who Rudy Raymore really is, you know, or have ever seen a Rudy Raymore movie. And uh, I will say with Vinegar Syndrome's releases, Mm -hmm. and now the box box set, I feel like it's definitely going to give him more, even more exposure with the box and Dolomite is my name. 
uh, it, it's just really cool to see him finally get yep. what he deserves. Yep. Rudy deserves all the flowers in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> Next up, oh, yeah. might as well go ahead and announce this is another guy who I think deserves more flowers. Yeah. For being a pioneer in the more extreme horror genre. Yes. And being a boundary pusher at a time where that wasn't necessarily accepted. No, not at all. Especially in a very, uh, um, how do I put this? Religious, close-minded, <laughs> yeah, very religious time period and country and country, yeah. yeah. We are going to be talking about a specific trilogy by the director Jose Mariko Marin. Yeah, you probably know what it is. It's the Coffin Joe trilogy. Yep. Now we're doing the trilogy. Yes, we're doing this night. Uh, was it at midnight? I'll fuck. They're so hard. This night I possess your corpse. corpse. At midnight I'll take your soul. An embodiment of evil. Yeah. There's tons of other Coffin Joe movies. Yeah, but we're doing the main. Trilogy. Those are the three that feature Coffin Joe as a lead character. Yeah. The other ones kind of he kind of became like a pinhead character almost where it's yeah. like hey, it's Coffin Joe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're bringing in spooky season with uh something really cool. Yeah. Like I said a pioneer in like kind of a the underground extreme movement, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A boundary uh, pusher before anybody else. Uh he was pushing the envelope before it was uh before it was cool. Yeah, for sure. And I cannot wait to watch his movies. I love these movies so yeah. much. I have not seen Embodiment of Evil. Spoiler alert, I love these movies. They're great. <laughs> I, uh, they're fucking insane. Uh I, I do confuse them because it is kind of like holy shit, the names are so long. But uh, This Night I Possess Your Corpse has one of the coolest depictions of hell ever in a movie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be fun as fuck. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So, before we wrap this up and go get us some food, because I am hungry. I am starving. It feels like my stomach's eating my backbone right now. We want to appreciate, you know, we, well, we do appreciate. We yeah. want to thank everybody for listening and being patient with oh, us. Yeah. And Sorry it took so long. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get back on track, we promise. Um, it, it's just been a rough week. It's been a tough couple weeks. Uh. Again, I don't want to get like too sad or whatnot, but uh, our family dog passed away. Yeah, and that that, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, that that delayed originally. Yeah, well, the first delay was my work. Yeah, and then uh, that happened. We had a family member end up in the hospital for a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dog, our family dog, died, and then it was just like, oh fuck, this thing is just not going well. Yeah, it became one of those cursed <laughs> episodes. Yeah, uh, so. Not nearly as bad as prior cursed episodes. Oh no 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 no! For sure not. We're we like had died and everything. Oh my god! Which I thought that happened during this. Run oh too. man, it was yeah. There was a moment where I was a little nervous about our yeah. computer, but we're good. Yeah, it's working fine. It just it's just yeah, you can't have too many things plugged into it. Apparently, shout outs. Yeah, shout outs. Severed um, cinema. Severed Bible. Cinema. Mm-hmm. of underground cinema that are fucking amazing they break uh, the news they give you the heads up they give you the scoops they give you the reviews oh yeah get over there and read their shit it's excellent Morbid Horror Podcast which is affiliated with Severed Cinema mm-hmm. which is also great love Brandon Terry he's fucking awesome uh, go pick up Deviant from him if he still has copies yeah Shock and Schlock Shock um, and Schlock Banana Box releasing yeah Banana Box releasing he uh, is releasing some very gnarly stuff over there as he also well. has this right here which you can hear that's a physical copy, baby. Yeah, physical of copy. Matt's mixtape, Born to Lose, Volume 1, Dial Up Disaster. Also, uh, keep a, a lookout, too, because mm-hmm. uh might be something else. Choo-choo. Yeah. All aboard. Yeah, there might be a uh, a train coming into town. Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to clarify, too, well, like when this thing does come out, yeah. it was not as rushed as you might think. We're, this was originally supposed to be a double feature. Yeah. But it didn't happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Yes. Uh, there might be something else coming soon. But for sure, go check out Shock and Schlock on YouTube as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, Shark Sundays has been very fun. Or Saturday. Shark Saturday. Yeah, Shark Saturday has been really fun. Yeah. Um, Spooky Sailor, of course. Oh, of course. The boy, the homie. The homie. Blowing up. Yes. Doing big things. I see you. I see it, you glowing up or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah. I see you glowing up. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Park, of course. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Most consistent man on YouTube. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like... I am one of the most inconsistent motherfuckers on probably on planet Earth, and this and this motherfucker right here, Mr. Parker, is uploading on a weekly basis. It's not just consistency too. Yeah, it's quality, quality, and uh, quality and quantity. Yeah, which is fucking impressive. Yeah, because yeah, like I, I never miss a Mr. Parker video. No, they're always great. Fucking amazing shit. Yeah, Cinema's Underbelly, of course. Oh yeah, of course. he's back. Yes, rolling. It's fucking awesome. Had his first negative review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I applaud because that's a movie that kind of has garnered a lot of love uh, unjustly because a lot of people are like, man, this movie's fucked up. Which I don't want to spoil. Charlotte's net. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. it. Which Go, we but, brought up briefly on air at one point. Yeah. You want to know my feelings on Charlotte's net? Go watch Cinema's Underbelly Review. He pretty much yeah. you know, echoed everything I would have said about it. Again, uh, it was one of those things where I was kind of morbidly curious to watch it and then John watched, a, I'd say, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And then you came back to me and we're like, yeah, it's not, it's not it. It's not good. <laughs> and I was like, okay, not going to watch it. This, uh, this extreme underground horror movie here. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, but also check out his other channel as well. Yeah. Uh, really is show and tell. Yeah. I don't know if his podcast is back up just yet. Not yet, but you go ahead and go subscribe oh and listen to God. it. Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club is fucking excellent. Go listen to the episode where he talks to the guy who ate his own foot. <laughs> that one's fucking wild, yeah. Yeah, and of course the one with Felicia Fisher that kind of set the the groundwork for of... the uh, Rotic Grotesque nonsense. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It did. It's pretty um, wild. Cult Collectibles as always. Yes, we course. love Cult Collectibles. He's amazing. Yep. Um... Might be something. Yeah, there. it could be. Maybe maybe, 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 maybe something. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe something, little something. something. Uh, I, I'm gonna shout out uh, fucking uh, Unearth Films. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, they're awesome. Because my God, quality violent cinema. Yes, Bones and Brews. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Was it Jones Bones as well? I think it's their other podcast. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that shit's great. Uh, come on, brain. Come on, brain. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Well, like we always say, you know, just anybody in the underground, you know. Oh, yeah. Anybody that supports us, support them, and they support you, you support them, and then support people they support. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and a shout out to all of you. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, again, as we said, being so patient and uh, being being so kind to us. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, we are two goobers. Probably don't deserve the, the love you guys have given to us. Yeah, we suck, actually. Yeah. We're terrible at what we do. We're the worst podcast. We barely can man. think of words. Yeah, I was having a hard time saying people's names right yeah. then. <laughs> and I apologize. Yeah. But, uh... Also, fanzine. Oh, yes. I'm going to reach out to the people who said they wanted one, and I will let you all uh, know when I'm going to try to get this shit done. Yes. I have so little experience with the postal service so just please bear with me for just but a little But I can assure longer. you oh, I, they are right here. As I'm sitting here and holding one in my hands I can actually flip through the pages read it from it you know yeah. it's ready to go. It's here and I uh, will say like when it comes to future editions of it uh, the writing aspect has been worked on as well. Mm, improved a little bit. Yeah I'd say so. Very good. Um, very good. Yeah, I just want to say uh, it's taking fucking forever, and I was—that's not something I was hoping was going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
So I apologize. In the physical copies are here. Yeah, they will be sent out. Yep. soon hopefully. If you mess, if you reached, you know, you reached out to us and said that you wanted a copy, we got your name yeah. on the list. If you want a copy, you let us know as well. You can DM us and let us know you want a copy, and we'll add your name to the list as well. Yeah, yeah, they'll all come signed. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so th- th- thank you all so much. Thank you all. We love you, and each and every single one ends. Yeah, all the people that. Uh, oh yeah, purely granny gang green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't forget that. Can't can't forget those uh, those slimy boys. Those little slimy boys <laughs> who are uh, working on something pretty cool right yeah. now. Yep. But yeah, uh, you got anything else you want to say, John? I think that's it. I want oh, food. I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> I still gotta edit this, so let's wrap it up. All right, all right. I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick Sick on cinema. 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 My microphone don't go as it just did. Oh, my God. I'm going to eat it. Eat the microphone. (laughs)